0: little bit of paranoia welcome to the iron system podcast welcome to tonight's episode of the iron system podcast i'm your host nate and this is the part of the show where everybody in the stream starts to tell us that the sound isn't working right maybe not okay <laughs> there's nothing like being optimistic in the morning <laughs> <laughs> so uh right i'm your host nate and so- i'm joined by what
1: so, 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 Jay Scar says in Twitch he hears nothing. So, nothing are you, at all. Are you playing with us, or you really hear nothing? Do I need to turn the mic on? Hang on.
2: I, I, I have Twitch running, and I also hear nothing. So what?
0: How was that? Why would there be nothing? No, I mean, no, now no. I'm here. I'm here. Now I'm, I'm, here. Yeah. I'm starting to hear it now. Okay. All right. Did you not hear the yeah. music?
2: No, I well, I flipped it on and you should have been talking and I saw your mouth moving and you How? weren't talking and then I don't know, whatever. Can you
0: can you hear me? Technology is now? hard, man. Like, am I the only one I, not getting there? That's possible. I turn? Yep, this is possible. Hang on, let me let me play with the OBS. See, I told you. All right, no Nate, no intro music. Let's go here.
1: So we're having the Iron sys app yeah, without no, Nate. No hmm. Nate. I see no problem with this. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So uh, no, no Nate, no music, but uh, Dear, that makes for a better show, right?
0: Dear OBS, Streamlabs, how do I fix this? Here we go. Properties.
2: Are you really
1: Device. googling it? No, I'm not. I think he's googling it right now.
0: I'm totally not. Can you hear me now?
1: He was. He hear hear. Was writing a. Well.
0: I, now you guys should be able to hear me. If you can't hear me, then I don't know what to tell you.
1: All right. Let me turn the. Let me temporarily <laughs> turn the speaker back on. <laughs> I'm just doing another puking of gifts.
0: Okay, that sounds valid. That sounds valid. Okay, yep, well, good. Well, here we go. There's an eight now. <laughs> <laughs> News, Ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sys in Podcast. All right, let's 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 go ahead and try this again. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Iron Sys in Podcast. Folks, I'm your host, Nate, and tonight I'm joined by two of our hosts and a guest. So I've got Mark and Jason here. Want to guys say hi quick?
1: I just, hi, quick. I just demand that we keep the recording as it went the entire time with both of the intros. Okay, that way and, all, folks, and all the ball busting.
0: That way even folks on the live stream will not know what ends up in the recording because they couldn't hear it.
1: Yep. <laughs> That'll be awesome.
0: And our guest tonight is Josh. Josh, you want to give yourself a, an intro because I don't even know what you do anymore. You keep coming up with all these great ideas and doing cool things. So uh, go. Dear Lord
3: God Almighty. He's, okay, he's a firefighting hi. dairy farmer. Yeah. I've done that. Um, so... We know. <laughs> uh, Josh Marpet. I'm quadling on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm the Joshua on Clubhouse. Yes, I'm on that whack job weird thing. Uh, I do a lot of different stuff. Uh, right now, I'm running a small consulting company, Guarded Risk, and I'm running a nonprofit, the RMISO, which is, I think, oh, there it is, over here. Huh. Um, that's the Risk Management Information Sharing and Analytics Organization. So I've started a nonprofit. Because I've been volunteering for the CMMC uh, organization for the past year, I realized that small and medium federal contractors need a lot of bloody help. So we started that to actually help them out. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, I run, I'm, I'm one of the board members of B Sides Delaware. I'm a board member of B Sides DC. Um, I uh, am writing a book called Conference Ops with the help of a hell of a lot of people uh conference i just got ops, told today huh? i'm joining yeah how to run a conference because none of us know how to do that so you might so, as well write a um, book about it well <laughs> there, I've, I've been asked to brain dump about this about this kind of topic a lot and it's like finally i'm just like fine we're just writing a book script and Seems um, so that i'm also i just got told today i'm being put on the leadership council for the cyber first responder initiative um cyber
0: first responder initiative we'll have to yeah
3: it's a law enforcement and government uh, initiative and i have no idea anything i just got told today i have no idea so That's i'm gonna interesting. have some fun with that um cool but yeah cool i i, I do and, a lot of weird stuff and let so, us
2: not forget josh is also the bullhorn
3: i'm i'm one of clan bullhorn which is the loud people in infosec yeah That's a uh, janitor yes. uh, blue knight so- and myself uh, a couple of other people, but um, so we we've, you know.
2: we've
0: talked about the grand days that were Derbycon on this podcast a number of times. So any of you that are listening that have ever been to Derbycon, that guy that was echoing throughout the whole spire in in uh, in the Hyatt there, that's Josh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if I ever woke you up by screaming at people to get in line, I'm not sorry.
0: <laughs> But yeah, yeah there, that's, there is, that's Josh.
2: There is definitely something about waking up suddenly and going, wait, why is Josh in my room? <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, he's not. <laughs> well,
3: Just they gave me a holocore hotel. They did. And, you it know, effectively think echo. of it as a giant amplification, you know, engine. So it was, um, it was fun. Quite the echo. It was fun. But yeah, the guy in the hat that was yelling at people, that was me at DerbyCon from years one all the way through year nine. It's
0: funny. That's where we met you guys yeah you're one or two it was year uh, two no we met you at dinner i think on year one
2: was yes. it year one okay yeah 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 yep. so so then then i got, and I I got were, drug into b-sides and Jason ever since and then we sides.
0: we're lost puppies walking around in a world of infosec that we know we knew nobody and uh we ended up at dinner with like you and jack daniel and and freaking hd moore
3: you picked a good dinner that
2: day it was, I, was like that was, was a, a good
0: sh- we got we got persian food hd moore got yeah. us champagne <laughs>
2: Champagne zero days. That was that was the second year.
0: That was awesome. Was it the second oh. year? No, you're right. Yeah. It was the second year. The first yep. year we yep. like we like we we dropped out like at the very end of closing ceremonies and drove home, which was a yeah. mistake.
3: Yes,
2: and, and almost died
0: <laughs> several times.
3: Yeah, that's the oh, those are the years that you drove home like in one shot because you had to work the next morning. Yes, oh, the
0: first yeah, the very first year we we had this idea that so first of all, Jason had he was still taking classes. At the college we worked for. So we waited till he was done with classes for the day on th- Friday,
2: Thursday. Uh, Thursday,
0: Thursday. And then we drove all the way to Louisville from, you know, northeast PA, which is about a 12 hour drive. We got uh, there by Friday and we got there by like 2 a.m. Friday morning, <laughs> maybe 3 a.m., something like that. I remember being very dark as we came into Louisville. Uh, and then we attended the conference, knew nobody. We're, you know, we went to all the talks instead of hanging out in LobbyCon, which we learned later was not the right way to go about DerbyCon. There are talks at these
3: conferences? We, we went are. to
2: everything. All yeah. of the days we went to everything, yeah, which we meant we also didn't sleep. Noobs.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember by Sunday, the first year, you were basically wandering around.
0: Did you have the hats the first year? No, no. No, no we didn't have the derbies the first okay. year. That, that came like three or four.
3: And, and I oh, remember, yeah. yeah, but I just remember you wandering around like looking like, like somebody would smacked you between the eyes with a hammer.
0: Oh yeah, the first year was crazy, and then and then right after closing ceremony, because we wanted to stay for closing ceremonies, right after closing ceremonies we had all we had the, the car packed and everything ready to go. We just hopped in the car and drove home, and we didn't get home until like four in the morning.
2: I went to work at eight. Yeah, we had you know, gotten think, about eight hours of we... sleep between Friday and Sunday, so
0: yeah, so it was fine. You know, we only. <laughs> It, like it was, it was almost luck that I fell asleep riding in the passenger seat, and because Jason was about to fall asleep, and he woke me up and said, "You're gonna have to drive." So I luckily got some sleep. Yeah, <laughs> and we, then I drove us we, the rest of the way home.
2: We made it all the way to Ohio. Yeah. I had almost wrecked several times. Yeah. I finally pulled over and, and I looked woke at me Nate up and like, said, "Look, I um, can't." <laughs> yeah, either you drive or we die.
0: All right. So anyway, that's DerbyCon memory lane. I so miss that conference. I wish. uh. So do I. There was some way that it could be resurrected, but
3: it's unfortunately not possible at the moment. So I I don't
0: know. I don't know that it could be resurrected, to be honest. Right. Because it was like there was something special about that con. You could try to bring all the same people and it wouldn't be the same thing. I don't think.
3: I I am just proud to say that my my daughter has uh, two badges from DerbyCon and one while still in, uh, 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 in in fetal position, shall we say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have all mine hanging right here next to the... Anyway. All right. So, Josh, we brought you on the show to talk about something. And that something is compliance. It's a thing that you apparently know something about. um, A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So Comply! I don't know. You you put a whole bunch... Comply! You put a whole bunch of stuff into the show notes. So, I don't know. You you just want to start going and we'll have a conversation? Like, how we want to do (laughs) this. All right. We should have talked about this before the show, huh?
3: Well, it's (laughs) fine. It's fine. I got this. So, okay. So... System administration. And I, I think you'll agree with me. System administration is at least 80% of security.
0: Oh, easily. I mean, okay. I, 80, you think 80 is right? Maybe.
3: Uh, it's it's a very significant fraction of security, right? Why? Let me ask you that.
0: Uh, because, uh,
3: because
2: sysadmins are awesome.
0: Well, the sysadmins are the ones that are building everything. They're the ones that are architecting everything, right? So, Okay. The sysadmins
1: so also generally have the master keys to the house. Right. Normally, yes. So that's why they're the most dangerous people
3: around, but irrespectively. So the, the, the system administrators architect and build, and that's where I want to stop for just a second. If you're the ones that are architecting and building, you're handling config management, asset management, you're handling uh, change management, aren't you? Or part of change management, I should say, not necessarily handling it. And at, the, at its core, those kinds of activities, specifically those three, by the way, are pretty big, um, are uh, the foundational elements of security and the foundational elements of compliance. Security and compliance work together hand in hand. Anybody that goes, oh, compliance is just checking boxes. Security is where the real work is done. They're wrong. And I'm happy to debate it with anybody that wants to talk about it. Because what it is, is security and compliance do the same thing. They make, they make the enterprise, whatever enterprise or organization you're in more secure, more reliable, more valid. Okay. More reliable and valid. What is he talking about? Those are like academic terms. Well, yeah. Valid means that they're doing the job they're supposed to be doing and that every component inside of that enterprise is doing the job it's supposed to be doing. And Reliable means, uh, I did say that was valid, right? Valid is it's doing the job it's supposed to be doing. Reliable means that it's reproducible and consistent and measurable. Oh, what an idea. Okay. And both compliance and security are supposed to do just that. Okay. So if you can handle your asset inventory, your change management, your config management, your infrastructure as code, your, oh, we just moved.
0: Yeah, that's me trying to do something. I don't think it's gonna work. He's uh screwing
3: around for us. Yeah, no. The, there's
0: a a viewer is is asking if you can up your your audio gain just a tad. I was trying to see if I could do me? it here without interrupting
3: sure. you. But, no problem. Uh, I don't is that think better? I can. Is that better? Testing one yeah, two three.
1: Better. Testing right. one two three. So, okay, Josh, what's go. your uh, what's your stance on compiling fresh code right into production? Because that's kind of what we do sometimes on this show.
3: I'm going to hit you so hard <laughs> that whatever's left of your hairstyle will fall off your head. Okay.
1: You don't, you
0: don't just write code in prod. <laughs> Isn't that the way this is supposed to work? You, can no, you don't write the code in production. No, no,
2: no, no. You don't write the code in production. That's where you test it. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to okay, hit you. you and I know where art. you live. Um,
3: code. Okay. First off, developers and system administrators shouldn't even have the keys to production. What? No system administrator should have any keys to production. You're killing Period. Me. End of story. Yeah, but you're talking a fully
2: automated environment. And those no, I'm right
3: not. Right. No, I'm not. They shouldn't have any. Okay, so for the CICD chain, yes, I'm talking automated. You're right. But no system administrator should have keys to production.
2: You're talking operations then. Well, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Uh, who's going to have the keys to production? Somebody's no got the to get in No one has the keys to production. Nope, well, someone's got to should.
0: administer it, right?
3: Really? Right. Production should barely be administered because production should be automatic. You should be setting okay. the settings right. and staging yeah. or so tests that's, or whatever that's, you call that's,
0: it. That's exactly the argument that Jason was just trying to say. You, you're expecting an automated environment. Yes. Okay. Yes. In, well, in today's yes. world, you're okay. probably right. Right. Like right. you shouldn't. You shouldn't have SysAdmins hand administering. All of Anything your anymore. in production, they yeah. should be they so should be sorry. hand yes, administering you know, templates yeah. and images and tests right right, and right dev right. and whatever and and that should just be replicated to production. If you okay, need to administer
3: production, there's an emergency or something's failed. Yeah, and then you do a break glass fire call, whatever you call it, and then you administer production. And you administer production. By the way, you fix whatever the problem is. You go back to your staging environment, fix it there, and then destroy production and wipe it out and repave.
1: This right. is so cute, and so not how so many yeah, companies. Yeah, not how to...
2: anybody does anything. <laughs> I, I'll have to agree. I mean, <laughs> again, I, I think there are companies out there that do this. There are, or try to this do, is, it or claim they this do. Is it. no, no, no. This there is are companies definitely that do not. Yeah, this is this is definitely not the norm that I've seen. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I, I, wait, and, wait, wait,
3: wait. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second from the viewpoint of system administration, security, and compliance. Deal. Sure. Okay. So the norm, normal, the normal company you've seen how is production
2: handled oh the sysadmins or devops yeah. or whatever you want to call them have full access you know the whole nine yards and, yeah. and and i don't necessarily agree with that but um you know it's it's in a lot of places it's hard enough to to get them to take the power away from the developers
3: oh no, and and you're right and i i'm, I'm not complaining and bitching at you I'm, I'm i'm telling you you're right but let's be honest should developers ever touch production
2: well, developers, oh, God, no. developers, no. no i would argue i would argue that developers shouldn't really be touching the dev environment either
3: i'm I pay, uh, oh they should be building their code and then they dev should, should be writing be, code Correct. Yeah. Dev, yes. dev the dev environment should be built by the pipe the ci cd pipeline yes. automatically yep. okay that that yeah sorry Yes. Sorry, 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 sorry. um i i would disagree slightly just in that they need to understand why things are going wrong in dev. If, if they build something or if they code something, it, it gets built and they, they need to go in and go like, why is this not working? And they need to do a little of, of looking under the, the hood, if you know what I'm saying. So right. there should be but, some environment where they're able to look under the hood.
2: But I think the, that's, I think that's, you can, you, they should be able to look under the hood on every environment via not logs. Broad. Oh, no, yeah, that's fine. Via, via logs and such. Via that. all of the tooling that's in place to allow them to do things within a a box, you know, you have this box, you can press these buttons and that's it. And any environment that they need to go deeper than that, that is what your DevOps guys are for. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, we are, we are the ones who should be working hand in hand with the developers and doing the operational part of that with the knowledge of what the developers are doing. And I've only worked at one place that worked that way, then it worked really well. But, you know, like I said, it's, it's not the norm. Okay, so let's let's stop for a second cuz we can go down
3: that rabbit hole pretty damn far. I oh think. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but but we wanted to talk about compliance and we wanted to talk about security and system administration and why they're actually synergistic and yes, I used that horrifying
1: word. Synergistic. Oh baby.
3: <laughs> I can do stupid mic tricks just as good as anybody else here, okay? All right. If you really want me to do stupid mic tricks, I will. Anyway, um so we've got this environment, uh, our, our our company, our organization, our, 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 our me- mythical, magical widget maker, okay? <clears throat> Developers shouldn't be t- touching production. They should be seeing the artifacts of production. We all agree on that. That's fine. Uh, system administrators in an ideal world shouldn't touch production. They should be working in the less than production environments and letting them flow up to production and see, making sure before they get there that they work properly. Okay, security shouldn't be testing in production. Wait, what? Uh,
0: Security shouldn't really be. Well, okay, it shouldn't be testing security in production. I get it. I see what you mean.
3: And I and I'll I'll take a lot of flack for that. Well, no, right. right So
0: they should they should be adequately testing your identical environment that should be like pre prod or stage or whatever you want to call it.
1: Because honestly, it's a hell of a lot safer. Yeah. Right. Security can break the shit out of things if you do it wrong. Or if you do it right. Or if you do it right, yeah. Well no, yeah.
0: right. So security, right? So many times we see security audits that are like, okay, you can scan. You can't you can't try to actually validate your findings because that might break something. Uh you can't do any deep scans because that might break something. You can't scan at these certain hours because that might break something. But if if you have a non-prod environment that is identical to prod, now I like data and whatnot might be different, but Right, if you can but hit, then you it's can not hit identical this, to prod. You can hit this as hard as you want, right? So and, now, and if it goes down in a fire, we know it'll go down in a fire when the bad guy does it, right?
2: Yeah, but I would, I would argue that you mm-hmm. should be security testing. Yes, you should be definitely be security testing your non prod environments for a variety of reasons. That's one of them. Um, but if you've ever shipped anything and put it into production and it fell over when you were security testing it, you failed QA and you should be fired. I agree.
0: Yeah.
3: But, but, but wait, wait, stop for a second, guys. Again, rabbit hole. We can fall down very far. <laughs> easily. Every single thing we've just said, there's been a one phrase that we've used for each of these cases. If it's done right. Yeah. Yes. Who checks if it's done right? That's the compliance people. Yeah. So every single time you want to talk about system administration or security, Every single time you want to talk about the developers, every single time you want to talk about access and this and that and how it should be done, it's the compliance people that come in and make sure that it's done right so that you can do your job properly. And so, I know that's crazy, but it means that they're there to help you.
0: What? No they're not. So so where they're does compliance work. <laughs>
3: Where does
2: compliance live? Is compliance in the security department? Is compliance in the developers? Is it its own department? Is it DevOps? Where do they live and how do they do their jobs?
3: So that's a really good question. And for a small company, it's going to be one of the security people or one of the dev people or something like that, Uh, uh, you know, dual hatting. Okay. Um, In a larger company, it's going to be its own department. And in a larger company, that department is going to have relationships with each of the departments we've talked about with system administration, with IT operations, with networking, with security, with whatever development, ev- all of that. Okay. And in a good company in a, in a proper company, they are there to help. They're there to drive budget. They're there to make sure that what you need is what you get so that you can do your job properly. And so that things run on rails. Okay. That's the goal. And that's the idea. And, and the reason that we have to have good compliance is, let me be honest, I, I I go back to this, oh, wasabi peas, those things are like addictive, man.
1: Yeah, I might eat the whole friggin' bag tonight. I see you, keep, you keep yourself muted because you, you, you keep
0: wanting to snack on. I, I am. I
1: am. <laughs> so you got Josh with this melodious voice talking wisdom and, and you- delicious wasabi peas. Now I got my angry orchard. This is like friggin' geek heaven.
3: <laughs> I will take the compliment on the melodious voice. Thank you, sir. There you go. So uh, again, in, in a larger company, compliance is there to actually drive your budget and security's budget and devs budget and everybody's budget because, oh, no, 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 no. This compliance standard that we must comply with states that we have to have a fully separate staging environment, fully separate QA, dev, whatever it is. It states that we have to have a proper CICD pipeline. It states that we have to do proper image control, gold imaging containers or VMs or whatever you're using, you know what I mean? And We have to do things the right way. So a good, well-run company, compliance is your best friend, okay? Take that as a given, and I realize you're like, I've always had compliance people that sucked. Because I can see it in your faces.
0: I've never had a compliance person. <laughs> this is. This is the
3: <laughs> so, um, yeah. I
0: mean, Jason knows where I came from before I came to. Russia. Yeah, I, yeah. I've so, never so, had a compliance I mean, person. Like, that, that was the sort of stuff that we tried to build into the way we did things because we didn't have security people. We didn't have, like, I was the security person, essentially. Um, and I wasn't at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the interesting part thing. is that. It, it, like knowing where you've worked, um, like I can understand why that the small web shops didn't have a compliance person. Yeah, the, of course. The of course. internet service provider, in theory, should have had something along those lines, but yeah, at the but time, that was yeah, that was yeah. It was, that was, yeah. <laughs> the, the the college absolutely needed compliance, and we were regulated, whether you knew it or not. Um, yeah, sure. For quite a lot of stuff, and FERPA. there was nobody. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we flew by the seat yeah, of our pants. Yeah, no, we
0: all, just, we all just had to do the best that we could. We had to try to keep appraised yep. to that kind of stuff. And I guarantee that things were getting so missed.
3: So here's the thing. The smaller web shops and the smaller shops in general for the longest time had no compliance people because that's an added cost, right? Right. Uh, so what we're doing is we're seeing that there's becoming environments that are pre-built for them that have compliance built in. So for the smaller shops, they're going to be able to do it without having to think about it. It's just built into the way they do business. Okay, uh, for example, my, my, my ISAL, my nonprofit that I have the logo hovering over my left shoulder for, I have to remember, left shoulder. Everything, by the way, if you've never been on camera, it to me, it looks like it's over here. Okay, so yeah, right. oh, oh, it's on my left shoulder, yep. all right. Yep. But uh, my ISAL, we're building an incubator. We're not only building guides how to uh, scope, implement, and audit your, your company for CMMC level one, two, and three, and so on and so forth, and I'll explain that in a minute. We're building an incubator where we can actually reference architecture of those guides. We're building fully virtualized environments for smaller federal contractors to live in so they don't have to think about it. it gives them a full Office 365 environment, uh, active directory, the whole nine yards. And so for a five-person company that mows lawns on a base or fills a soda machine, no problem. For a monthly fee, you're just inside the uh, the environment and your guys have calendar, shared calendaring, email, office whatever you need, and you don't have to think about it. We take care of the compliance for you, okay? And for smaller companies, that's what they're going to. And think about it, you know, Docker, uh, virtual machines, uh, pre-built environments, VDI, all of these things. Companies just don't have to think about it unless they're doing something more than your average office stuff. Do you know what I mean? But you got to remember that there's a lot of things coming down the pike. I'll mention PSD2. You've never heard of it, I'm sure.
0: Nope.
3: Okay. In Europe, right now, there is a regulation called PSD2. Okay, Papa Sierra Delta Two.
2: Yeah, that's the that's version two of the uh, uh, Photoshop format, right? Yeah. No. I think so. No. it's oh, not. okay. I think
3: they're way
0: beyond version two at this point, though.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> it's the it's the it's the bank standard. What it says is that every single bank in Europe must have an API that will allow anybody to connect up to it and take the account information of anyone that authorizes it. What? So if Nate goes, you know what? I really want Facebook to be my front end for my bank. If Facebook offers that, he can sign up with Facebook, authorize them to go get his account information from his bank.
0: So you mean anyone that has
2: authorization? not Nate, anyone. we we need to we need to do an intervention. Um, um, this decision of yours to have Facebook deal what? with your bank account is a little concerning.
0: I already have all my friends there and all my chat. And oh all boy, my, and all of my my personal data there. Why why shouldn't I have my bank there? <laughs>
3: no comment.
1: Just just cut right to the chase, right? <laughs> chase bank. What I mean, just, I just 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 like, cut out the middleman. Just
0: yeah, just give let him them direct take all the
1: money. Just give Zuckerberg your account right right there. So yeah, you you have to authorize it, but anybody okay. so that makes so, a little so
3: more sense. <laughs> if Google, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, any of these people decided to start up a bank front end, well, your bank loses the ability to advertise to you, loses the ability to, you know, have more of a personal relationship with you. And for smaller banks, don't you think that's going to take them out of the equation? Yeah. What happens so when- this
2: is this is beyond just my local. You know, Microsoft Money, Quicken, banking app, connecting to it and getting, you know, sucking all my my account information and you know being able to balance my checkbook. This is this is no, like this a, is the next when level. When you
3: go to log in, yeah, this is like, say, yeah, when you go to log in to say what's my bank balance, you do it at Facebook or Microsoft or huh. whomever builds a front end, not at. You know, mylocalbank.com.
0: Right. So, I mean, there's there right. could be obvious, like in today's world, anywhere there's obvious downsides to some of that because some banks they there's a delay in those transactions being moved. But imagine, like, you know, you're using Quicken or whatever, and it it has a, an API backend to your to your bank, right? Same idea, except anybody who wants to get into that game is supposed to be allowed to is is I think what you're describing.
3: Yeah, it's not just Quicken who pays quite a lot of money for those API connections right. to various banks. It's anyone. It's Anybody, every bank is required to allow anybody to API into them for no charge. Which will mean so, they can't
0: charge for it, which I think would probably improve the situation, mm. right? Because what you end up with is places like Quicken who can afford to pay for that. But then you have smaller things, smaller, um, you know, maybe startups or whatever that want to make a better personal finance app because Quicken is a steaming pile of garbage. Sorry, that's personal opinion. Um They can't get into it because they can't get the interaction with your bank like Quicken has because they can't afford it. Well, so so there are
3: are advantages and disadvantages to this. I wasn't saying this is all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I was going to say there's there's some significant disadvantages because, you know, if I can make something that looks pretty and convince you to hook your bank up up to it, um, you've just given me permission.
0: If I'm crafty enough, I can just make a little front end. That all it really le- is doing is collecting your information <laughs> and stealing your that's money.
2: That's like a legitimate thing. I've, ran- I've <laughs> ransomware your bank. Yes. Your, your bank account.
0: Your bank account is not crypto. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: Terrifying, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Anyway. So
3: I mean, that's one. Now, now there's um, <clears throat> you know, uh, and in this and there's GDPR, of course, across the pond, where they, you know, they're very paranoid about personal information, and I like that. Yeah. But there's also the you know CCPA in this country, and now CPRA, which is CCPA actually going more draconian. Uh, Where is that,
2: CPRA from? I haven't heard that. Same yet. place. It's the replacement to CCPA. Oh, I didn't they, know they were
3: replacing it. Okay. They're replacing it. It's two and a half so, years from now. It gets overridden by CPRA, which is even more draconian than CCPA. My yeah, memory. but is, Re- is, is it is it more is
2: uh, California's uh, oh. uh, yeah. protection? It's California's. Right. So CCPA yeah, it's, is it's California
3: GDPR Consumer Privacy California. Act. Right And see, CPRA is California privacy. I have no idea what CPRA stands for. I'm sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head. Privacy rights. But the point is, is that we're getting a lot of standards coming down the pike, if you will, that are going to be changing how we do business. And anybody that doesn't have their security, compliance, and system administration up to par,
0: it's going to be interesting. Well, when, when GDPR hit, right? I think, oh God! I think the both of us were at the college, weren't we, Jason? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was a whole bunch. Maybe you weren't there. No, I wasn't. Maybe you were. Well, whatever. I was there, and I there was a whole bunch of like questions. Does this apply to us? Do we have to follow these regulations, right? And like yes, and yes. Because we're not in Europe, but that's oh, but we have we could have students coming from Europe. Does European it apply students. to them? Yes, it applies to them. So it applies to us. Ah, now we have to figure out what the hell we no, have no, to no. do, right?
2: Oh. All- all you have to do is go to your website and disable anyone who is outside of the US from accessing it and you're yeah. perfectly protected.
0: That's a great way to do it.
3: That
2: no, right?
3: don't don't do no. That, don't do that. It's a way.
0: <laughs> it's a no, way. No, it's
3: not. No, it's not because what if you have a German citizen in the US accessing right. your website? Right. Yeah. There's you're still under GDPR and now you're Oh, dear God. Uh, we so didn't say it answer. was a good way. <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> or a foolproof way.
1: <laughs> but, you know, uh, that's the kind of crap that that you that the pointy-haired bosses sometimes come up with. Yeah, I remember yes. I was yeah, at Merck. Just give, I, just I, give I me was at Merck when, when GDPR, GD, whatever the heck, was hitting, and people were losing their friggin' minds, because Merck is obviously an international company. Yeah, And, right. and they and, didn't and, do anything quickly.
2: Right. And GDPR was bad, but it's getting... Way worse because the U.S. is the U.S. and we can do things better than anybody. So Mm -hmm. every state is going to have their own version of GDPR and they're all
1: going to be different. Yeah. So now when we say bad, though, right, do we fundamentally believe that acts like this are bad? Because I would argue that for too long, individuals have been very... Callous about I, privacy yeah, and personal no. information. I think that in yeah. spirit
0: they're good. It's that you're <clears throat> yeah. handing this sort of thing over to people who don't really understand it, and then they do a thing
2: no, such so as the ta- Think. <clears throat> Sorry, go I, ahead. I, I. I would think that I, I think that in general they're good, and and even if you're handing it over to you know random companies and they have to enact it, that is fine because there's as long as it has teeth and you can go after those companies if they don't do things. That's great. But if you're expecting every company, including the small little mom and pop shops to because, I mean, let's face it. The corner, the corner grocery store is a global company now because they're on the Internet. If you're expecting them to comply to every single privacy act out there, it's (laughs) not. bloody Sure. Okay, that's going to happen.
0: One, they may not know.
2: Right. Right. There's that, too.
3: Well. They're not compliance experts. What do they know? So you're you're seeing a lot more compliance happen in um, uh, sort of larger scale arenas. You know, Europe, uh, federal contracting, things like that. But it's still, it's tough. Yeah, Hawk is, GDPR also has more teeth. Yeah, GDPR, the fines are 20 or 40 million euro or two or 4% of your global annual turnover, whichever is greater. So if you can imagine a corner grocery store paying 40 million euro, Right. It might be a little tough for them.
0: Might be, might be.
1: So uh, yeah. it's like an know. economic death penalty for companies. It is, but, it could, you know, right? we we have a precedent, though, right? And and, and even though we make noises about how, trying to fix things, like look at the tax code. The tax code is absolutely ridiculous. And I got <laughs> nailed with a hefty fine five or six years back because I just didn't understand how I had to claim something. The IRS don't give a shit that it's complicated, and I don't understand it. Nope. And we got we got nailed again because we forgot to hand over some papers because my taxes have gotten very complicated, and the accountant missed something. Now we were able just because you're incredibly rich, forty
3: companies and you know seventy million dollars in stocks. Come on,
1: no, no, ignorance is no excuse. Hardly that. No,
3: you know you got to do but, what I did. But the point my, is it's so simple. There's a solution. It's so simple for the IRS tax code. Just did you marry stop somebody whose father is a CPA. Uh, there you go. There you go. Oh, that works yeah, too, I, mean, I guess.
0: yeah, it it is. It is to the point where I like my taxes are not all that complicated, and I still pay a CPA to get it done, right? And it sounds like Mark, you were doing that, and they still made a mistake.
1: It's not that they made a, spa- a mistake. It's we forgot to give them the entire stack of paper. For oh. the year that the for the year that we had both stock activity in the old company and then when IBM took us over because some of my compensation is in stock options. Mm-hmm. Right. So that and if, if if all that all those line items aren't entered, things are screwed up. Right. Right. And the accountant doesn't know what he doesn't know. So, and, it you know, it, and, and ultimately it even says on the tax form, I mean, ultimately it's the taxpayer's responsibility. The point is we're, we're used to as a country, at least telling people, yeah, here's something that's very complicated, but you're obligated to, you're responsible for it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. so. And and I, I, for one, think that this country has not treated privacy properly for a long time. Oh, so you. I'm all for taking what I normally would consider overreach of government. And if we're going to have government overreach, let's apply it in at least a positive direction.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we're going to have government overreach, it better actually make things better. <laughs> you
1: know? Hey, like <laughs> we're going
3: to have government reach around, it better work, okay? Right.
1: <laughs> I, at least I want to get some pleasure out of it, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly, so, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
3: All right, I shouldn't be doing jokes like that. I'm terribly sorry, but I mean, it's mm. it, I couldn't resist when you're you, talking about you the government.
1: Just, you were yeah. just le- you just uh, I I I walked you right up to it, Josh. You, you really
3: did. Ball. You really did.
1: So let's 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 talk about something else.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> sure.
3: <laughs> so uh, you know, one of the, the things I've been working on a lot is CMMC.
1: Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. No, I
2: have, but they do the see. they
1: do the awards for country music, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> pretty close. That was okay. That was good. I walked right into that one. Well, <laughs> I do like I do like that Jolene song. That's a fine song, Jolene. Have you heard it slowed God, down?
0: From 30 Jolene,
3: years Jolene, ago? Jolene. No, it's from like seventy. It's no, it's from fifty years if, ago. If you okay, play it backwards, but keep the, people keep doing you remakes back, and covers of it. Your wife comes it. back. The dog Rah. comes back. The dog comes back. Yeah. All right. So no, in all seriousness, <laughs> If we're um, talking about
0: things that are thirty years old. So is that joke?
3: <laughs> well done. So the um. The most interesting thing is that CMMC is, is this new standard that's coming out and it's making every single federal contractor actually get certified, assessed that they're meeting the standard. So you've got, according to the DOD, you've got about 300,000 companies that have to get certified that they're actually doing security, actually doing compliance, actually doing things properly. Okay. And before, guess how long the certification cycle was for them? Ten years, never, never. Oh, they never had to get certified. They self-assessed, and as we all know, companies that self-assess do what? They fudge it. Come on, just a little bit.
0: Just not yeah. that big a deal. Yeah, we meet all these. That we're good. We're good.
3: Yeah, yeah, like like like. Oh, there's there's four hundred rules. You know, like um. Oh yeah, we we do that. We we do all those things. <laughs> and so they're they're finding some fascinating problems. So the DoD uh, said, you know what? No no no. We we need to put some teeth in this. So they're 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 making 300,000 companies certify over the next five years. This is a huge land rush of opportunity for security companies. Look, for... I'm certified.
0: The other guys aren't. Yeah, that's great.
3: Yeah. So you've and you got, I'm,
0: and I'm sure it's completely not like it's not going to cost you a bunch of money or anything, right? There's no government fees there.
3: There's actually very little government fee. What there is is the certification fee and the cost to get ready. If you've never gotten ready, if you've never actually done the security and compliance pieces of this, but you've sworn all along, I've been doing it. I've been doing it. it. And now you actually have to do it.
0: Right. And you're like, wait, no.
3: And we have to show that we've been doing it. Hmm. Hmm. So there's, there's a lot of things going on. I've been volunteering for the past year with the, uh, uh, the AB, the accreditation board for this CMMC stuff. It's been, has it been a year? Oh, Jeez. It's been a year now. Um, to help them write some of the pieces, the standards, the tests, etc. cetera. And, uh, because of that, that's why I started that. ISAO, that, 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 that nonprofit, cause it's like, wow, these small companies are really going to have some problems.
2: That, so, that year was mostly 2020. So doesn't it count as a decade?
0: No. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems like everyone's opinion on how long 2020 took was like to me, the whole year was a blur. Like, I don't remember 2020 at this point. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's been March. No. It's been March I, for a year. Yeah, it's, it's been March. I've
2: been, been drinking a lot, trying to forget
1: it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Don't even go there. Right, don't even so. go there. I actually had to stop drinking. Cause I was like, when I, when I, when I realized I got on a zoom call and I had three bottles next to my desk at all times, it's like, okay, I'm doing something either very right or very, or very wrong. wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what's that clinking of going on? Oh, that's just uh, the soda bottles.
3: You think anybody <laughs> was? You, 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 come on, let's be yeah. honest. Six months ago, who wasn't drinking? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, very well, rare.
1: Quarantine rules are the same as airport rules uh, alcohol as needed 24 7. Yeah. that's <laughs> works for me.
3: We've only been in quarantine for what, a year and a little bit now? It depends this on your is actually depends so wait, on your definition
0: 25th? of uh quarantine. But yeah, it's it's been a year. I think someone said just a couple of days ago was the year anniversary of when the lockdown started. Yeah, March yeah. uh
2: March eleventh,
3: I think it was. Yeah. So March thirteenth or fourteenth, something in there of last year is when I flew home from San Francisco after having taught a class out in San Francisco for a week, two weeks after RSA. And so I'm in San Francisco and they're announcing we're thinking about doing lockdowns. And my wife is going, When is the plane that you're coming home on? And I'm like, Honey, it's on Friday. And she's like, When Get can a you car. skip early? Yeah, hurry
0: yeah. up. Hurry up. I have a can you I have a friend who was stuck in Australia.
3: Oh shisa.
0: He uh he works for a a glass company. I won't use their name. Well, you don't know the guy. He works for Safe Light. And for whatever reason, they were they were like opening up a new plant or something in Australia. And he was sent there to help get the plant started up. And he was stuck there because lockdown started like the the week he was supposed to come home. They locked down air travel. Um, How
3: how long was he stuck there for?
0: I want to say it was only a couple of weeks because they figured out how to get him home. Like, you know, how how a lot of people were stuck places and then all of a sudden they came oh, yeah. home. Well, apparently there were some windows where, where people could get home.
2: Yeah, the, the embassy started like filtering people out.
0: Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. wasn't stuck there for long, but he was stuck there longer than he was supposed to be.
3: Well, come on, two weeks of vacation. So I, I, yeah, I really right? I have pictures from San Francisco of a year and a week or two ago, which was my last air travel. And I have pictures of walking up the streets of, I, I walked up the middle of the streets of San Francisco because there was zero cars yeah. and zero people. I was the only one in restaurants.
0: Yeah. So I mean like, I, literally
3: I I'd walk in and they'd be like, Oh, customer. I'd have, you know, two waiters standing around going, What can we get you?
0: I live yeah. I live in a relatively small town. And even here, right? So like the kids were home, we were home. No one was really supposed to be going out and we're just like we need to get out and just get a little exercise so we would just go out for walks around the block nobody
3: oh yeah no even no, we, this we've... little
0: town nobody was out
3: we actually just found so i know we're off topic but this is fun. Yeah. We, we just found this place liquid Al- liquid alchemy beverages lab in wilmington delaware yeah and they have not only some of the best meads and ciders and they brew them all themselves and they have a sizer, which is a very ancient drink, apparently. And they have like a dozen different meads, which are amazing. Um, and they have outdoor seating. And there's one table that we go and we get and we're 50 feet away from everybody else. And there's no. And we go in and get the food masked up, bring it out to the table, sit down and eat. We've gone out to dinner twice, the, no, three times this past year.
2: <laughs> what? Why haven't I got an invite? Why do you hate me, Josh? You said mead. I, I mean, I'm there. Drive down. Uh, Fridays,
3: uh, um, <laughs> you remember Koi on the go, the the, the, the fish taco truck?
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Fridays, he's there at Liquid Alchemy Beverages. We get fish tacos, go in and get some meads, sit down and chill out. It's amazing. And once yes, you're vaccinated that, and we're vaccinated, come on down, brother. Yes. Listen, the, Jason, the, the last, the, the, the last the B-sides time- meet up. Oh, that's a good idea.
0: The last time oh. I had mead, you had you had to prop me up in the hallway on the twenty-third floor of the Hyatt. So
2: I didn't say we were inviting you. I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink mead anymore. Really? Because I got I got um, uh, I got a new one. Um, so you know the the Vikings' blood. Uh, they make another one called uh, Odin's. It's like Odin's Fury or something like that. I just got. I still have yet to try it. I'm I'm very excited.
0: Don't get me wrong. Ooh. I I like mead.
3: Oh, yeah. Just mead is good. Meat it is, likes you very well.
0: Mead isn't good for me. <laughs> mead yeah. is very good for you. It's so a little overwhelming I never, you, I all. never pace it well enough. I end up with way too much mead when it starts to hit. And then it's like, yeah, mead, oh,
2: mead, crap.
1: <laughs> mead isn't the problem. Your your desire to drink all of it is the problem. That could be it. It could be it. All the mead he wants, all the mead. I can't believe anyway. I'm the one who's doing this. Um, <laughs> we need let, to get back
0: on topic.
1: <laughs> right. So... so Josh, uh, Jscar has a question for you, Josh. on Twitch, And he says, uh, Josh, what can we do to get ready for the certification and how can we help small mom and pop businesses? So, okay. So CMMC specifically, I'll talk about that for a
3: second, is only for federal contractors. All right, right now. Okay. So if they're a federal contractor, they're going to get told sometime in the next few years you have to be at X level. It's going to be level one, two, three, four, five. It's a five level scale.
1: Um, It's my luggage combination.
3: (laughs) My God, that's my luggage combination. (laughs) How did they get that? I don't know, sir. One, 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 two, 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 three. Anyway. um, So if they're a federal contractor, they're going to be required to do this sometime in the next five years. Most federal contracts are five year contracts. When they re-up, when they when they renew, they're adding the CMMC language to their contract. Okay, it's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> Captain, she's yeah. gone from
2: suck to blow. It's Mega Maid, sir. She's gone from suck to blow.
1: <laughs> Quick, jump to plaid. All right. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. <laughs> Uh, uh, we've been combing the desert for hours. Got the giant combs. What'd you find? We ain't found shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that that movie, I think, uh, made Spaceballs the flamethrower. <laughs> made me as as messed up as I am because I watched that so much as a kid. Do you know <laughs> it was the that they were able to
3: they were able to actually make the merchandise, but they were never allowed to sell it. Lucas was, was like, you can do thrower. it for the movie, but you're not allowed to sell it. No, no, no. Okay. They were never allowed to sell Spaceballs merch because Lucasfilms allowed them to use all, oh. the,
0: all the stuff. But they couldn't use the, okay. Yeah, but they
3: couldn't sell they the couldn't merch. They couldn't sell
0: merch because little known fact, a lot of, a big portion of Star Wars was all about the merch.
3: Hell yeah. <laughs> Unopened. Anyway. Don't open my merch. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So CMMC. So if they're a federal contractor, they're going to re-up their contract and that's when the CMMC language will be added. However, so, so at that point, that's when they need to be certified. So when they know their contract is good, if they know their contract is going to be re-upped in 2024, they need to be prepping for then. Okay. That kind of thing. Most of the companies that are federal contractors, DOD specifically contractors, will only need to be level one. There's only 17 controls and they'd have to have them before they get certified. That's it. They don't have to have like six years of them, just 17 controls. It all depends on what type of information they're holding, how much of it, and, and what they're holding it for. If they're holding like the map of the base because they mow the grass, they're a level one. If they're holding uh, weapon system components because they build them, machine them, whatever, it's going to be higher levels. Okay. So what do we, how do we get them ready? Well, we find out what they're doing. What information are you holding? Why are you holding it? Who are you holding it for? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When does your contract react? And then we start getting them ready. The assessment guides are already out there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll see if I can pull up the, the link. Uh, it's ACQ uh, draft.html.
2: I used to have an ICQ account. There it is.
3: Hang on. I will throw the link in Slack or in Twitch, rather. For, um, okay, so there's the link for all the documentation that's out for CMMC. Uh, Don't worry that it says draft.html, they just never changed the name. And um, (laughs) that seems very ironic to me, by the way. Don't go there. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, JSCAR, you're right. That means that companies need to be able to support the contractors. So if you're an MSP, you, you down with
1: MSP yeah, down you with know. OPP,
3: oh, okay. I've worked there, um, Orleans Parish prison. Uh, so I was a jail guard down in Louisiana. So, um, that takes on all new ask.
1: layers of meaning.
0: Just everything.
1: Yeah.
0: I've been in prison.
3: I met my first wife in prison. Um, <laughs> we both worked there. It's Perfect. But- it's okay. I met my second wife at a concealed carry class, you know? So um, anyway. So, so you, you, you needed that because of
1: your first wife?
3: <laughs> Don't go there. That's the terrifying thing. Don't go there. Okay. Anyway. So the, uh, like an MSP, for example, has an RMM, a remote monitoring and management solution, right? So they can log into and, 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 and team viewer in or whatever in to VNC team viewer. You get the idea into any computer in their, in their, in their client base. If that's active, then there's a problem Uh, or an operating system company. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So operating system companies have to make sure that anything they can do to meet these standards is also there. For example, uh, if you're using M365 uh, in say Azure and you're a level three company, which means that you're hitting controlled unclassified information. I, I know I'm getting a little technical, forgive me. Uh, you are you need to be in GCC low or GCC high, basically GovCloud for Azure, okay? So you're starting to see cloud service providers, operating system companies, MSPs, a lot of third party, a lot of supply chain stuff going on that is going to need to be certified, okay? And you've also got the fact that CMMC is a really neat little standard that I think is going to go commercial in probably the next two or three years there's already a lot of interest in making that happen. So if CMMC goes commercial and is the basis for, I don't know, cyber insurance rates and premiums. Oh, wait, you have to be certified at different levels of information. So if you certify higher, your premium goes down because you're doing more for security and compliance. Huh? Interesting. Oh, OpenSCAP. We're actually, so in my ISO, in my n- nonprofit, uh rich term,
1: just—that's uh, me, by the yeah, way. That's that's this because oh, that's for no. Josh's. <laughs> that's for Josh's benefit because the Colored Hat Company, we we have OpenSCAP integration with a lot of our stuff.
3: So OpenSCAP, OVAL, um, bloody hell, I can't think of the other one. But there's several different. Uh, uh, besides mm-hmm. OpenSCAP, there's OVAL, which is the vulnerability assessment language. Mm-hmm. There is a couple of different uh, open source pieces that uh, we're actually trying to integrate into our system in, in, in the ISOW, And I anybody that wants to help, I'd love some help with this. We're trying to build out a full virtual environment where I can put a, a company and I can give them a uh, calendaring office system, you know, the, the basic stuff. We're going to start with level ones and make it compliant from minute one. Okay. And so we're, we're, we've written the guide for implementation uh, and, and that's actually going to be published on our website in probably the next three to five weeks. And we welcome, by the way, anybody that wants to edit the guides because we're building a Zenhub GitHub integration. Uh, well, Zenhub is integrated with GitHub, but we're building a, a GitHub for the guides so that the guides will be there and people can actually go, I think I can word that better and and give us a, 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 you know, a better wording or better verbiage or, or say, I want to do a guide for... The sewage industry, or some specific
1: vertical—that sounds like a load of shit to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what are you saying about a virtual environment? Are you saying like for for test and demo, or for no, actual no, 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 services? no? I
1: want
3: I want small mom and pop shops, okay, level one companies in CMMC, to say I don't know how to do this stuff, and we go no, no problem. Here you go, just just how many people? You have three people? Great, it's this much per month. Give us the money. You're in. You're. It's done everything is done for them their their machine becomes irrelevant it's simply a window into their virtual desktop everything is done in the virtual world and okay. it includes their phone it includes their desktop it includes whatever they need and it's done
1: so are you looking to do host that and say uh, a public cloud or something or are you looking to have a of data course. center okay no public
3: cloud it has to be a public cloud because we want this to be scalable we want this to be as transparent as possible um and it's uh we, we really want this to be, to be honest. The the the, the our, we're calling it our incubator. I don't know if that's a good term for it or not. But our incubator is really just a reference model for the guides that we're writing. We want to take the guides, put them yeah, into so reality.
0: The, so the world so, today isn't about hosting email. It's about using an email provider. It's not about you know right. running your own. Right. That's why know, whatever right platform. Our plan
3: right? is to use M three sixty five.
0: That's in, in kind the of Azure my Cloud. right? So yeah, that, you, right now, that's you're the not plan. saying like we want to run an Exchange server local. Oh, God, no. and you know, Right, you want okay? Oh, i God, I'm, no! I'm just no. asking, man. I, I don't know what your ideas are. No, <laughs> nobody,
1: nobody <laughs> wants to do
2: that.
0: Nobody wants to. Nobody wanted now. to run.
1: Nobody wanted to run an Exchange server ten years ago. They just didn't have that's a frigging choice. I think Exchange yeah. is on
0: fire right now, anyway. Yeah, only it
3: is masochists a bit. run mail servers at yeah. home. Hmm.
0: Jason's being quiet. I see.
1: <laughs> I never. He's I like, I'm gonna I drink like my more. mail server. God, God bless you. I never got good at. I never got good at at, at the mail server stuff. That's not something I ever was very. very I ran a mail server
3: with. at home. I still have it. It's a great doorstop. Anyway, um,
0: still has all my old data on. It.
3: No, no, that hard drive got <laughs> shot. I think I used a seven six two on it a long time ago. Anyway, so.
0: So how did you feel about running your own mail server? It sounds pretty Uh, awesome. It was
3: fantastic for 10 minutes after I got it running. After that, it was just a pain in the ass. It's
0: like, but why am I being blacklisted? What do you mean you can't get mail to me? What? Why is my mail coming through in a weird format? Yeah. Oh, believe me, I I know. I know. I ran mail servers for a very long time. (laughs) It was my job. It's
2: it's actually becoming very, very difficult because certain large companies um, with, with Google in their name are making it very, oh, yeah. very difficult to get yeah. mail through oh. without be, being marked as spam. for Yeah, no if
0: you're not, if you're not, reason. I, don't know if, I don't know if you can call it, call email services tiered nowadays, but basically, if you're not one of the big names, it's difficult. It is very difficult.
2: And it's, it, it's, it's even more difficult because a lot of the startups, mom and pop shop, et cetera, are using, um, uh, Google, and and G Suite as their as their mail now, so not being able to send mail. I mean, the mail gets there; oh, it yeah. just ends up in spam. For yeah,
3: Proton Mail doesn't why. work because JSCAR is going Proton Mail. It doesn't work because it doesn't have calendaring. It has very limited contact integration. I had this whole right. long talk with people. I'd you say I'd
0: use... d- I'd say I'd run you a Zimbra service, but uh, apparently that's not an option anymore either. You. Mm. So Cinecore. you know
3: the, the the point is is that if Cinecore. we can, Cinecore. Cinecore, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, we, we we have so we're building this incubator. We're building these guides that are going to we're going to try to keep them as, as agnostic as possible. But we're we're building these guides. And right now, most of these companies can only live in the Microsoft land. How many MSPs live anywhere other than than than, you know, M World? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have to build them for that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, we're trying, you know, I'm, I I'd love to have something that's not quite as expensive. I'd love to have something that's not quite as. Uh, 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 centric and 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 oh my god, the configuration options in M365. I um,
2: well, wait, are you are you saying that Microsoft makes confusing things? Because I'm going to agree with you to the nth degree because Azure is a goddamn dumpster fire.
3: I will tell you that Microsoft has upped their game and I give them a lot of credit. They have upped their game immensely in terms of security. They've upped their game immensely in terms of, you know, going, look, Linux actually is pretty cool. And we're like, yeah,
2: really? 20 years late. But
0: um, (laughs) we figured that out a long time ago.
3: Open source
2: is
0: a
1: cancer. Yeah, (laughs)
2: they have upped their game and they are making more secure things. But on the flip side of that, some of that has resulted in security controls that are so incredibly precise that there's 500 places to do the same thing and they all interact in really weird ways. So like uh, yeah. the Azure DevOps is just trying to set up security for something as simple as CICD, it takes a degree now.
0: Yeah, Azure is dumb. I'm just gonna say it's dumb because mainly because I tried to use Azure to run a simple Windows box I needed for something. And they thought I was in uh, where was it? Some foreign country that looks like the abbreviation for Pennsylvania, PA Pal- Palalo or something.
1: Pennsylvania can be a foreign country sometimes. In yeah, a lot of no. Ways.
0: So apparently, when I set up my Azure account, when I, when I thought I was filling out uh, state, I thought it went into country. I don't know if that was my mistake or theirs, but something happened.
1: And because of yeah, that, I couldn't put you in my the billing form
0: yeah, it's possible, but you can't change it later. You cannot. Flat out can't.
1: That's a shame.
0: It is a shame. So I don't use Azure because of that. So sorry, guys. Sorry, Microsoft. No, you don't get my twenty dollars or whatever I was gonna spend on a Windows VM. Take that. So
1: it's take that. <laughs> There's yeah, the dumpster <laughs> fire that was you trying to change your account information is now rolling through general. And I will say, my wife and I are re-watching Silicon Valley because it's funny and she likes it. Every time you say incubator, I got Ehrlich Bachman in my head doing something ridiculous, but of yeah. course. Okay. Have you ever seen Silicon Valley? Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I watched one episode and turned it off
3: and cringed cause I lived that life. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I've been an, I've yes. been a serial entrepreneur since about 2014 when I went through uh, Mach 37. And so like I, it, it's been fascinating. Um, and I, I, I have been through multiple failing startups. I've been through multiple uh, successful startups. I've been through buyouts and failures. And like, I can't even tell you. And it's fascinating and fun and I wouldn't give it up for the world, but I...
1: It, it, it's, not it's, yeah. it's not a comedy for you.
3: It's not a comedy. I've literally lived that life. I hear I, you. I've never been in, a, in, a, in the Silicon Valley living in, a, in the developer house. But I had I've had short term apartments in various parts of the country to be at a school or or be with a group of people to develop something or whatever. And it's like at the end of the day, you realize I just want to go the f- home.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
3: You know, I I I I love it, and uh, I've learned every single time, and every single time that it fails or I walk away or something or other, I wonder, you know, should I have just gotten a damn job? <laughs> I love it, then that make me hate it. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of true. Anyway, so I All mean, right. yeah, we need more open, Jscar is right. We need more open source options yeah. instead of just Microsoft. And again, nothing against Microsoft. They're doing very cool stuff with a lot of things, but I need an integrated suite of things with Office and shared calendaring and not necessarily Office, but Office apps, uh, shared calendaring, instant messaging, you know, video meetings and everything. And I need it for not that much money and I need it hosted somewhere the with
0: the the problem that i see with microsoft and this is the problem i've always seen with microsoft and it's why i chose the path that i did that landed me at red hat eventually right so you can you can probably understand where my opinions on microsoft might have lied or lied 20 years ago lay lay, lay. might have laid laid 20 years ago mm-hmm. um, you said laid huh. i did uh. you'd be only Lane. your prompting you did it it's all your fault Lane you led me into it ago. anyway um, it's a trap Microsoft <laughs>
1: the plans. Car meme. Microsoft
0: yeah. makes some cool software. They make some useful software. I'm running it on the machine that I run the podcast from. I'm, I'm Windows 10 on this thing because it does everything I need it to do. It's it's infuriating sometimes, but it does it, right? The problem with it is it's all held together by invisible tape, right? That no one's allowed to look behind. And sometimes the cracks show, and sometimes you know there's The only way to fix it is to go through the big behemoth that is Microsoft and request, you know, like complain, right? So someone like us can't. invisible tape that's
2: spying on you.
0: Yeah, invisible tape that's spying on me. Uh, But anyway, my my point is it's like all bundled together with twine, (laughs) right? But you don't know that because you can't look at it. All you get is the user interface and like it works okay for the most part. Um, Windows is
1: my gaming hypervisor. That's yeah, that's, right.
0: So anyway, that's the
1: problem. That so I, I have
3: I have a very very powerful desktop down here that is my Windows box, and that's what I'm on right now because audio, video, gaming, etc. You're right. And then I have my little Skull Canyon NUC that's my Linux box on my desktop that I use a lot. And you know I'm very happy about that, but it's oh, what? power outage.
2: I don't yeah, know what I, can you guys even hear me right now? I yes. can hear you. Okay. You sound differently. Yeah, I think you're not. Yeah, and, my, that and my camera's going to be all screwed up because I can't change my camera anymore. So, so
0: all right. So, here's what we're going to do. Josh, you have any final thoughts? Then we'll go to a break. We'll figure out what to do about Jason. And then we'll come back after that with our our, our usual banter that'll be after There's this. a lot
3: of things going on in the world. And compliance, if you bring it into the world that you live in, in terms of system administration, security, uh, development, DevOps, Sec DevOps, etc., DevSecOps, whatever it is this week, uh, it can be your best friend. That's simple.
0: Can be your best friend, or it can be a complete pain in the butt. Yeah. depends how it's Should deployed.
1: be compliance <laughs> should
3: be your best friend. That's how you get your budget.
1: That's what it should be. Something, Indeed. something, Ansible playbook, something, something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to say OpenStack, do
1: you? Anyway, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Are you a fan or not a fan? I can't tell what that was uh, meant to imply. Ansible is
2: the new Red Hat uh, Red Hat line. You, you have to say it's Ansible the magic
1: juice. bucket. I've had to tell salespeople Ansible is not a magic bucket of juice that you pour on every problem to fix it.
2: Oh, jeez. Are you sure? Yes,
1: I
0: think that's probably Ansible what they juice. think. It is.
2: I wonder if we can. I wonder if we can market that. Oh my
0: gosh, Ansible!
3: Now juice. I have to go check and see if somebody has registered that. <clears throat> That'd
0: be awesome. All right, oh, folks. No. So I. I am going to find the, the the break thing here, and I'm going to send us to it. And, folks, we will be back in a few. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Jason won't be with us. We I don't know. <laughs> we'll see you in a minute. All right. We'll be back, folks. Are you a fan of the Iron Sizzleman podcast? If you are, don't forget you can support the show via Patreon at patreon.com slash iron sizzleman, or you can buy merchandise at teespring.com slash stores slash iron And thank you. Welcome back, folks. I have some delicate work going on here.
1: Delicate oh, work, yeah. Don't commit alcohol abuse, dude.
0: See how delicate that? Is? Look at all the all the frothiness in that beer. So I it's it frothy. The
1: yeah. Is
2: there any it's beer fun. in there you with that froth?
0: Got to let that die down a bit, and I can. Ah,
2: quite the so, head you
1: got on you.
0: So Josh had to go. He's got like a family and stuff, you know. I have and, a family. Uh, a very well, he has a very young family.
1: Hmm. That that's what I don't have. So yeah. I get that. Yeah,
0: right. Right. So he has to get there lunch. was
1: a time when I would have been in serious crap with my wife for for doing a podcast at night. It's late at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would have caught shit about it when the kids were younger. For real.
0: No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not questioning that. Possibly right around definitely. the age
1: of your kids. I would have been catching shit. So. Yeah.
0: The, there's a reason we do this show weekly. Hmm. And that's one of them. Well, the (laughs) other is every week would be a little much, right? It might be. Well, maybe we'd have shorter shows then. I don't Mm, know. could do daily. No
1: no one believes that.
0: We could do daily, yeah. that's Mm, That worked so well for ISD, didn't it?
1: (sighs) Who's ISD?
2: Oh, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, that's probably a bad thing. Then don't hop into the yard if you don't want to go down the rabbit hole.
0: we'll, We'll just say it was an InfoSec podcast and... The, well, it got bad. Were you guys involved was, with
1: it or?
2: No, 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 no. No, but we the, weren't involved with it, no. The ending was more spectacular than you really want to know. Game of Thrones someone's season in,
1: eight bad on the ending?
0: Someone's in jail. I'll put it that yeah. way. I think I think he's still in jail.
1: Oh, Literally. That, is Game of Thro- <laughs> that is Game of Thrones <laughs> season eight ending worthy. Okay.
0: Yeah, so anyway. Um, right, so we're back. Uh, we don't have news tonight because we started late. And we had oh we're just
1: I found an article but we're just not doing it.
0: I mean you know if you want we can talk about some news. I just didn't want to go on till like ten o'clock at night, which you know we're gonna do if we totally
1: gonna go to ten o'clock at night even if we don't do the news. Come on, you're probably kidding
2: me. You're probably I mean we we could mention the new SSL um, vulnerabilities.
1: So, what
0: I wanted to do was go through the housekeeping stuff, and then we'll see how much time we have left. And if anybody really wants to go over news, I suppose we can. Just do do but, your housekeeping. Do your housekeeping. You know, yeah, go, go, go. Let's, let's do Sweep that. Sweep
1: the living room floor. All
0: right. All right. So, we got the usual do the,
1: announcements.
0: Do them dishes. Yes. Yes, that's the thing we could talk about, Jason. That's Scar. happening? But... I don't know. It's it's been talked about. All right. Anyway, uh, announcements. <laughs> so we got that. We got our patron update. Uh, we got 21 patrons this month. Not that we got 21 new ones. We have 21 as of this month. $89 a month. We picked up a couple new ones this month. All the heart. Um, which is which is kind of cool. We had one or two people shuffle around their their levels because they wanted to fit into some of our new tiers, right? So that's cool. Uh, so. The list as it stands, uh, as of this afternoon when I collected it, is Nicholas, Andrew, Tatro, one of our new ones. So is Nicholas, and Andrew might be as well. Uh, Root is God, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, Solemn, Trooper ish, Linux sys 666, Gimpy B, Mark with a K, Dementor from PowerShell on Linux, John the Nice Guy, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, Jay, Charles, and our old friend 22532 two i always give you the moment to say that you keep being you too you keep you keep being a patron that's awesome
1: if that's what you want
0: yeah right right it's cool you've earned your
1: seat in glory if you decide you're done being a patron
0: yeah i mean honestly right i think i'll probably still keep mentioning them just because right? right all right Uh, and remember, if you want to support the show, you can do so at Patreon. Like I said, the last time we recorded, I just recently went through and revamped all the tiers. There's some cool you know, perks based on different tiers, including this cool little thing I'm doing where I'm streaming a kind of behind-the-scenes view into our Discord server, um, which is like live right now, and he's going to tell me that I said it wrong, and then I'm going to do this. this Discord! <laughs> anyway uh, right so there's there's cool little perks there's even a chance to get merch at the right tiers and uh, you know it's all cool but if you don't want to do that if you'd rather just go buy merch you can do that on teespring teespring.com slash stores slash iron sysadmin and that's pretty much our housekeeping There's no re- there's no new reviews and you know that's it
1: So, what have you guys been up to? Uh, think still about six foot.
0: Yeah, still about six foot. The
1: quarantine, the pandemic, whatever has not shrunk me.
0: I know a lot of people that it's expanded them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the weight's creeping back up for me. It, it's not out of control yet, but I got to get back into, into serious uh, taking yeah. care of it. It's
0: a tough one. It's a tough it's one.
1: T- well, it got freaking cold and I stopped walking because I was, yeah. you know, not only cold, we, uh, but very snowy. And then I've just been lazy. I'll admit it.
0: Yeah, we stopped running in the snow. And then, of course, as I mentioned, I think on our last one, um, my wife had some surgeries so and I were waiting for her to recover from all that, She's going very well, but she still isn't ready to run yet. Yeah, I so hear we'll you. We'll start running again probably in a month.
2: Are you blaming we'll your weight
1: gain on your wife?
0: I actually haven't gained any weight. i have just been I've been careful. I've fluctuated by like a pound or two up and down. I've been pretty pretty damn steady. That's so good. That's cool.
1: Steady is good.
0: Like yeah. like if you can. St- the problem is even when I am running, I'm steady. I haven't I didn't lose any significant weight even when we were running. So I, I guess I just eat more when we run.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, well, your weight's primarily controlled by your diet. Your exercise controls other aspects of your health. Right. To be if if you really look at it. But so you bought a thing. Well, I say.
0: Yes, yes, I did. And in this. It's just a thing that happened this week. I'm not trying to brag or anything. We bought a car and this is going to sound completely out of character for me, for anyone that actually knows me. So I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory first as to why we bought the particular car we did. So as you might know, I drive a or I own a Jeep. I like to take it off road. I like to modify it. Inevitably, where that leads is you end up with a Jeep that is either not reliable enough to drive on the road or is flat out illegal to drive on the road because you've modified it to the point where it's not safe to drive on the road, right? So my Jeep is still in a state at the moment where it's reliable enough that we can drive it on the road. It's not illegal to drive on the road, um, but I know it's coming.
1: (laughs) I've ridden in this Jeep, but I'm glad to know that.
2: It'll so, be here
0: eventually, so you
2: where, bought a new Jeep to replace the old Jeep like no, that one's going to continue no. going down. And then this is the new project Jeep.
0: No, no. So the the solution to this and anyone who's ever been into a motorsport where you have a purpose built vehicle knows this. They know where this is going. You end up with a vehicle that can tow a trailer that you put the Jeep
2: on. So you got a Jeep.
0: No, you can't tow a Jeep with a Jeep. Jeeps don't have a high enough tow rating. They, they can tow about two thousand pounds if you're lucky. <laughs> That's not
2: a Jeep so, weighs about So you 4, bought a Humvee. Pounds.
0: So what I was looking for, so the, the whole point here was to be cross-use, right? Because I didn't want to go buy a pickup truck that only fits two people or three people, right? But it would tow the Jeep, and then all I could use it for was carting around me and one or two other people. So I thought, all right, we need a SUV that has a high enough tow rating. And to get into the tow rating that we need, you're looking at like Suburbans, big SUVs, right? which is fine, I don't mind a big SUV. The problem is the used market went crazy with COVID, right? And um, there's a number of things that sort of pushed this, but um, one is the Jeep that I'm driving that I was just talking about, is finally paid off, or it will be very soon. Um, The other thing is we have a family trip planned this summer, assuming COVID doesn't like resurge and ruin it on us or something. Um, And I wanted a nice family vehicle to drive for the vacation. So I'm looking at Suburbans, The used market has gone crazy because of COVID. However, it turns out that fancy SUVs like the Cadillac Escalade, when they hit a certain mileage, the people who normally buy things like a Cadillac Escalade don't want them anymore because they're not new and fancy enough. Now they're just a car, right? So I found a used Cadillac Escalade for... Cheaper than Suburbans, which they're based on the same platform. Cheaper than Suburbans of the same era and the same mileage. Uh, and that's what we bought. So I am now a Cadillac Escalade owner. <laughs> As of Monday.
2: <laughs> so you
0: own so, uh,
1: a Caddy. Is it black? Yes.
0: No, it's not black. Oh, it's, well, it's that's like, fun. It's like champagne. It's like <laughs> a grandpa car. It totally looks like a, sh- like a grandpa car. <laughs> But it tows almost 8,000 pounds and that gets the job done. There's ridiculous room inside for the family. It's, it's going to be a perfect vehicle for the use case that we have. Can't you just park uh, the it,
2: Jeep it, inside it?
0: it maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> there are, no lie, there are people that have bought buses, retired buses, and they, they leave like a cab area of like the first six rows of seats. And they cut the rest off and make it a flatbed, right? And then and then they park their Jeep on the flatbed part. And that's what they use for a tow vehicle. It's crazy. So anyway, yeah, I'm now a Cadillac owner. And I, I never thought that would be a thing I was going to say. <laughs> but it is nice. It's a very nice vehicle. And I'm very happy that uh, we have a nice vehicle now. So that's the latest news in my life. What do you got going on, Mark? Did you buy a Cadillac too?
1: No. Although my <laughs> wife and I were we we occasionally have discussions about our car plans because right now we have three cars and two drivers, and we only probably need one car at this point in our life. We've got our Jeep, which we like for a general purpose. It's a Jeep Patriot, real solid vehicle. We've got a grand car. Yeah, they're not bad. We've got a grand caravan, which I use to haul stuff around in. And then we've got the Volvo that my daughter was going to learn how to drive on. She never bothered. And that, I stopped. It, it got used so little during the past year that it's just sitting in my driveway with a dead battery right now. So uh, I don't even think I re-registered it. I don't freaking remember. It, it's, it's basically not street legal right now. It's just sitting in your it's driveway. A very pencil thing, having a car just rotting yeah. on your property. A disabled so, vehicle in your driveway. I think... I, I think... What we're probably going to end up doing is at some point we're going to get rid of the van and the Volvo together, and get my wife actually wants a friggin' Subaru something yada yada. She likes big cars. Um, Subaru is not that big. It's... She doesn't like regular size cars. She wants some at least SUV size. So yeah, I don't know.
0: My mom's got a Subaru Forester. It's not a bad car. My fake son. And it's a little. I. It's a little bigger than a normal. Since
1: phone. our last show, I did something that I've never done before. My my uh, daughter's boyfriend, who's a great guy, but I call him my fake son-in-law because they're just seeing each other. Because right they're now. not really a son-in-law. Uh, yeah. He actually owns a Tesla, so I actually rode in a Tesla for the first time. That's cool. That was intriguing. That's cool. I, and we of course. He's... I actually
0: saw one driving through town today, yeah. which is the, I think the first. <laughs> that may be the first Tesla that ever graced the ground of this town.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're, <laughs> I wouldn't consider where you live to be, uh, Tesla central, you know, really? No, it's not, not so much, <laughs> but he's a nerd himself. Uh, he works in it. And so we were, we were totally nerding out. I was asking him about all sorts of stuff. I mean, shit like, like what fascinates me is, so does it patch and can it end up patching when you're driving? And if the computer crashes when you're driving, what happens? <laughs> Does it just die? Right. So we were talking about all that, and apparently, if the uh, if the computer dies, it, you can still operate it. And also it goes into like some weird limp yeah, mode or something. Well,
0: some weird like just the basics. Just mode. the basics.
1: And I said, well, what happens is you run out of power, right? It's it actually starts shutting shit down. Like it'll kill the air conditioning. It'll kill extra features, so that you can That's so cool. that you can uh, so that you can make it to a recharge point. It also will... It's wacky to see the technology they have for recognizing where it is on the road. He's like, yeah, on the highway, it will basically drive itself. He doesn't trust doing that on small, windy country roads like we were on. But Mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me because one of my fantasies back when I had a commute was I just want to tell the frigging car to get me home and then just take a nap. I mean, I... I so want a car that can do because, you know, Jason, your story, your story about driving back from DerbyCon that hit me, man. Like that, that t- that point when you're driving, and you just, you just, you're so friggin' exhausted. I just want to close my eyes for a few seconds,
0: but I can't. But I'll I die. can, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, it's funny. I, I drove back and forth. I commuted to New York um, from where I am about two, two and a half, three hours for about four years. And I don't remember a lot of it. And, you know, there's a it's camp. How can go like, yeah, that. there's yeah. A, there's there's one camp of people who will tell you that that's that's absolutely horrifying. And that means that you weren't paying attention at all. And um, but there have actually been apparently been papers on this uh, talking about it. And it's actually um, supposed to be better because you're like your subconscious has taken over at that point and dealt with everything yeah. that you need to no, that's So you're free to, I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. in that camp. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, you and I had a long commute together for a long time and yeah. um, it wasn't, it wasn't quite the same when the two of us were having a conversation, right? Cause your brain is more engaged, but, but yeah, I've, I've I had a long commute alone for a very long time after you left the college and, um, yeah, there's absolutely points where it's like, especially on like long country roads where yeah. you're not, not a lot of things to deal with, right? You're just kind of going. You're on autopilot mode. Yeah, yeah. There's Test those moments the where you're like,
1: by yourself.
0: You're like, did I did I go through that town yet? I don't, I don't yeah, remember like, it. Wait,
1: I, I just left. How the hell am I here already? What time is it? Yeah. What? Wait, what? Yeah. It's been an hour. What? You know, and, and here's the really <laughs> funny thing. We cracked the self-driving problem for aircraft twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah, those yeah. suckers will land themselves. Yep. Like they, but it's an airplane. There's no traffic. There is traffic, but not to the not to there's the extent. Very very little traffic. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been you've have you flown around when you start talking about controlled airspaces? There's a lot more traffic than you think. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's a far less complex problem to solve because what yeah. you don't have yeah. are bushes and dogs and old ladies with walkers and you don't yeah. and you don't have to follow a physical lane or else you crash.
0: It's not it's not as unexpected as yeah. what I'm getting. Yeah. At.
1: Yeah. You know, if we solve the
2: trolley problem which yeah, is so- running everybody over, it'd be really easy.
1: Yeah. the, the trolley problem. Ay ay ay.
0: So I mean, I'm <sighs> I'm in the not-so-popular camp of I actually like driving, right? Which is why I didn't mind the commute that I had. Now, don't get me wrong. I love not having a commute, but I also wouldn't mind if I had a commute again because I don't hate driving. I actually like Mm. I like operating a machine like that but I'm also into an automotive sport, right? So now the time I'm not spending commuting I can spend doing driving that I like, you know on the trail somewhere or something, right? So You know, it's 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 a balance, but I don't hate driving like there are a lot of adults around me that are like, if I don't have to drive, I'll never have to drive. I'll never drive. again. I'm not that guy. I would I would hate it. Honestly, I would hate it if all cars were like mandated to be self-driving. I would hate driving at that point like people hate driving now. I would hate it then.
1: I mean, I like pretending that whatever I'm driving is is an airplane and I'll pretend to talk to ATC as I approach exits and shit. But yeah.
0: You can do that at home, and yeah, but I like like I gotta go grandma's.
1: pick up Abby and her roommate on Monday, <laughs> and then I took Friday off to pick Josh up during the day at Steven. So I'll be flying the Cessna, but it'll look like my right. Jeep, you know. Right, and I'll yeah, whatever. I I just have no. I, I was never a car guy growing up, even though I had some stupid fast cars because I got my license in the eighties. That's actually when driving was fun, when yeah, when you did yeah. really stupid things with cars that had engines that were way too big, that you know, bigger than they ever should have been. You can you
0: can still do that, but you have to have some know how to swap those big stupid engines into yeah. into other vehicles. But you know, I yeah, because they don't make them as much. And, and the Cadillac has a, has an enormous 6.2 liter V8 and it's just a V8 awesome to start I, that up and hear it rumble.
3: Oh God.
1: I, <laughs> I got upgraded. So for a business trip, normally, you know, they give us the little shit bag, four cylinder things, whatever. Yep. I got yep. upgraded to a charger one time. Oh, that the charger, the charger. Yes, that was fun. charger.
0: That's also, that's not a V8. That's a V6.
1: I know, but like it, but a modern V6 and the thing had such balls to it, I brought it back, yep. I brought it back to Enterprise, and I'm like, you're never allowed to let me rent this again because <laughs> this is, this, yeah, is, the this, is <laughs> this is actually too much fun and I will lose my license. And then I'll end up we, I'll uh, end up just impulse yeah. buying one the, of my the, wife the, will divorce we me. Used
0: the, the, we used to ask for the charger for the trip to Derby yeah, Con. Yeah, <laughs> the charger
2: was zero zero to DerbyCon in holy shit, how do we not get pulled over seconds?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah but that that that's fun. That's a fun car to drive. So yeah, most of my cars aren't that fun. The Volvo's kind of a fun car to drive because that's so, got a little. So that's a little. So the bit.
0: problem is you own boring cars, is what you're telling me. I you. own
1: boring cars because of decisions I've made in my life. That yeah, I where we end I up with boring car. cars.
0: I mean, yes, the car I just bought is like just called it Grand Grandpa's car, but it still has a six point two liter V eight. Yeah. It's awesome. It's an awesome grandpa car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I also I don't, I don't. My hobby. I spend money on things other than my cars in a hobby manner. You, your your, no, your I, use case. Yeah. Your use case makes complete sense to me. So you be you keep being you, Nate.
0: I'm, I'm gonna. I intend to. Yeah. I try not to change for other people, including you.
1: Yeah. Well, you should change Sorry. for me. But other than that, you <laughs> be you.
0: Although I did change jobs because you asked me to. Well. I mean, that's an oversimplification, but, you know,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, all right. That anyway. was a good move.
0: Yes, I, I I was just talking to somebody. Who was it? I don't know. I don't even remember now. I was talking to someone just the other day about how it was. It was. I mean, the timing, like pre pandemic, like obviously I had no idea that was coming, but the timing and everything is I do not regret that move at all.
2: Anyway. Oh, I see. You're in on the conspiracy.
0: That's what it is, that's what it is.
1: What conspiracy is that?
0: I don't work for Bill Gates, though. Isn't he the one that's got the conspiracy to chip everything? No, no, no. He's
2: just taking advantage of it and, and putting the chips in everybody. How are your chips, by the way?
0: Why? Why? Oh, yeah. that. I guess that is the other thing that's happened <laughs> since my last show is I'm half vaccinated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only half. I got the left well, got side the done. Shot. The right side is, is yes. on schedule for uh, a couple well, of no, weeks. I guess...
0: All right, so Friday this past Friday, I got the first se- the first two shot series of the Moderna in the Moderna vaccine, and the paperwork says that roughly I'll be eighty percent immune within two weeks of last Friday, and then uh, in a month from then, which is translate to like the twenty first of this of April. Um, I get the second shot, and then it'll be like whatever their published number is—ninety-five percent or something. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to uh, you know being uh, uh, bulletproof. That's how that works, right?
2: Modern like Superman at the end. No, no, it doesn't (laughs) work like that at all. And people that think that way are dumb. Sorry, I've got opinions. I mean, I
0: wasn't being serious. No, I know, I know.
2: There's anyway, there's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down.
0: Right, right. So anyway, um, I think we were talking about we were talking about cars <laughs> on our sysadmin show. <laughs> Looks like Mark has a computery thing to talk about. Mark, what have you been up to? Yeah.
1: So uh, Igor is alive. It's alive. So I um, I I. Had some uh, some money from this uh, from this thing I got, so I put some of it into a brand new lab server. It's an AMD uh, running uh, with 64 gig of RAM. Uh, I threw in a uh, a terabyte SSD drive. She's running RHEL 8 and hosting VMs, including my Valheim server. This is basically the replacement for the three old towers I had before. So that I can do Linux stuff, this machine shall have never known the curse and the stench of a Windows operating system. It will go to its grave. It will. It will go to its grave having only run Linux.
0: Good, as it should be.
1: Yeah. So.
0: As I talk to you on my Windows machine.
2: Right. Little does Mark know the burn-in <laughs> test that they did at the factory used Windows.
1: It was probably Windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except I now, no, I, I put pieces, it together from, from pieces, parts. parts yeah. Now I, I there's it's possible some components were tested in a Windows environment. I don't know, but it's never willingly run Windows, as far as I can tell.
0: You have you have freed it in its in its current in its current uh, configuration. You yeah. have freed it from its. And I decided
1: speed. to go AMD because Intel had one job which they continually failed to do. Uh, and I went what make us make a secure processor? Right. What? And I went with the AMD with the built-in video uh, because I don't care about graphics on this guy. So I was right, able to not right. pay ridiculous fees for even a cheap graphics card.
0: Well, you, I mean, honestly, you would have ended up with just an onboard video card anyway. You wouldn't have to get a graphics card.
1: Well, the motherboard that I use doesn't have on it, it with the pro the processor.
0: Yeah, what is that? The AMD Ryzen or whatever. Yeah, it's has a Ryzen. Video certain certain families, certain a families
1: have have a, have have the built-in video. This this guy does, yes.
0: Yeah, which is just weird to think about. The CPU has built-in video.
2: Eh,
1: just weird. It's fine. This is fine. Dog sips coffee in hell. This is yeah. Fine. yeah. So she, I I had a couple of I had a couple of interesting moments where I hated her own products, but I got everything sorted out and got it going fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. I recently re- rebuilt my own machine, and it was like, boy, this thing that I've heard customers complaining about is a real thing, huh? Yeah,
1: it kind of sucks. So, well, <laughs> my problem, my my cavetching was around the fact that we're deprecating uh vert manager, which is the the ec- yeah. which is the friendly the friendly GUI a uh, way to control VMs, and we're saying no, just use the virtual machines plugin in Cockpit which is fine, but I was having some issues that I couldn't figure out how to do in cockpit. Our documentation mismatches what I was seeing in the web browser. So that kind of was irritating me. So I ended up just firing up, I ended up installing Vert Manager, tunneling in using the laptop and, you know, tunneling in X over an SSH session because I'm cool that way. Yep, and using Vert Manager to to deal with some things, and now it's fine.
0: Yeah, Vert Manager is not a bad tool,
1: and I'm not using um, it. I'm not using Vert Manager consistently. I just used it to to get myself to bootstrap myself, if you will.
0: Yeah, yeah. The um, in my own rebuild, I was I figured all right. I'm going to give the the cockpit virtualization plugin a try. It's really not that bad. I didn't find it to be that bad. And
1: then based on a meeting I was in earlier this week, I'm like, wait, cockpit has a dashboard plugin where I can see other machines that are also running cockpits, and I'm doing that. Yeah,
0: I was in that meeting too, and it's like, wait, what? What? What's that for? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, So I can look at, I can measure the Valheim server from Igor's interface.
0: So yeah, so I found a very happy medium. with. So I have a Dell PowerEdge machine that's probably 10 years old in my basement. Uh, 32 gig of memory and it's not really a crazy powerful machine at all but it's great for just running a couple of vms for a small lab and you rebuilding your machine and setting it up kind of kind of kicked me in the butt to go ahead and rebuild mine i had put a uh, rev on it a single standalone machine hit my mic sorry um a standalone machine and it was not good for that because the rev manager itself takes up like half of my available memory <laughs> Uh, I found that the cockpit web UI with the virtualization plugin is all I really needed, right? And it's got such a smaller footprint, and it works out pretty well. Well, so. right.
1: And the thing about Rev, when you fire up a VM in Rev, it basically reserves all of that memory. With
0: I mean, It depends how you well, configure
1: you the VM. You, yes. you can try to overcommit, but a, a VM with rail native virtualization. It's just a Linux process. So yeah. you can stack a whole lot more VMs than you think. And they'll just, you know, you can you can you can measure the memory that's being used, but it, it's not like it's actually reserving the RAM. So the and
0: I don't want get too deep, but the, the thing with, with all rev is doing is managing KVM virtual machines under the covers. Yeah, I know that. Right. And um, you can configure it so that you can definitely overcommit it. But the problem is the rev manager doesn't want you to do that.
1: Yeah, it definitely would bust right. my balls about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This not th- Whereas with libvirt, it's just like, oh, yeah, go Libvert- ahead, well, on, whatever you tell. Oh, crap, I'm out of memory. <laughs> so, kind of, so kind of going along with kind of going along with Josh's whole talk about, you know, compliance and and you know, software is, you know, or, you know, infrastructure's code, or he was kind of implying that and my joking around Ansible. What I have decided to do is manage it with Ansible playbooks from Victor, who's also my IDM server running on it as much as I can, rather than SSH to the individual machines to do things. Because I need to get my Ansible chops in a better place so that I can re-up my RHCA.
0: I hated that test.
1: Yeah. Plus re- and that's a lot yeah.
0: coming for me. I loved my old RHCE test. I hated the Ansible test. <laughs> right.
1: Plus, I'm taking on a new account that's going to be doing Seth, and a lot of stuff with Seth is controlled with Ansible playbooks, because Seth is yep. so fucking complicated to do by hand. Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: Speaking of complicated and Seth, we should totally have John back on.
1: I don't know who John is.
0: John is, he's a, he's a fellow Red Hatter. We had him on the show a long time ago, and he talked a lot about Seth. And he talked about oh, John, who I should
1: know because he's named after the subway station.
0: Yes, I think you're right.
1: (laughs) I just don't want to say his. I don't want to say his real name out loud.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a street in New York that's. We're talking to the same guy, or he's named after. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the same guy. Yeah, he's a red hatter. He works. He works on. Last time I checked, he works on Triple O.
1: That's cool.
0: So anyway, uh, we should have him back on sometime. I'll have to reach out
1: to and him. And anyway, on the 18th, me and a couple of Red Hatters, uh, the consulting group, we gave a talk. I think you watched the YouTube video for Stevens. I and did? I thought it uh, i thought it went really well. Uh, I, it did. Uh,
0: I, I i liked it. In fact, well, I'll talk to you after the show about a thing I thought that I had, but that's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. Oh, and then Monster Hunter, the new Monster Hunter re- launches tomorrow on the Switch. So I'm going to be totally playing Monster Hunter during the workday. I'm just not even going to be ashamed about that. <laughs> i might stream because i got the little box that'll let me stream the switch and i ops checked it you know and what? it works it's friday, it works beautifully right?
0: it's friday do it do friday things on yeah. friday
1: i i might
0: <laughs> I, unless a customer calls you do friday thing
1: and then uh then saturday i've i managed to actually sneak in an appointment for my first jab so that happens saturday oh Cool. So I hopefully because I need to improve my 5G 5G coverage.
0: It hasn't helped. Uh, Not yet. Maybe the second job will do it. I don't know. We'll
1: see. But that's what I got going on, man.
0: Cool. Jason, what are you up to? You got anything cool to talk about? Yeah, I quit my job. Any progress on your. No, no, I just quit I,
1: I, I, I quit my job.
2: Which job? I got fed up and fed up and quit my my day job. So I, the de- the
1: job you just took.
2: No, 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 The one that I just quit <laughs> to take the new job that I start next week, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm moving if, on. Because if you quit the
0: passion. job you just took, we have a thing that you No,
2: see, if <laughs> I quit the new job after quitting the old job, I wouldn't be on the podcast because my body would probably
1: be hidden somewhere in the woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How long were, I thought, because I thought you were in a new job already.
2: No, no, no. Well uh i've been in this place for uh just shy of two years um okay. honestly so well, well, there's
1: not a third job that i don't know about okay very good right well there's, there's always the side gigs there's tons of side i think gigs the
0: last for... time we recorded you were no i think i think the last time we recorded you were hopeful maybe about the job you got
2: yeah yeah, maybe but you weren't really what, saying that's, anything.
0: That's what has Mark confused.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I was I was, you know, sort of hopeful about it, but not not sure what was going to happen. And uh, so it, it happened and I dropped the hammer and uh, I'm finally out of here next week. So new new job next that's week cool. and we'll see where that goes. Well, congrats. So new, new, exciting, uh, uh, greener
1: pastures, etc. Shalom. Shalom. Um,
0: they're always greener pastures.
2: What else is going on? Printer's working, so printing things. That's fine. I know,
0: I know, I know that's when, successful. I know when you uh, when you took the job. You're leaving now. You did not have a good feel about taking it in the first place. Is that not the case with the new place?
2: Uh, yes and no. So the job that I went into was sort of a uh, um, I have no income and I need a job, so I will take anything. Uh, and now the job that I'm going to now is, yes, there's definitely some backwardsness. I'm aware of it. I know what I'm walking into. Um, but I also have a, a bunch of allies that, uh, I'll be working with to make that better. And they're hiring me specifically to work on that stuff. So that's awesome. You know, it's, it's a bit different. Um, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm I'm excited. So.
0: Knowing, knowing what I know about how you work, that sounds like a good fit.
2: Yeah, I, I <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, let's see. This would be the let me think now. Um, out of my entire career, this is the second. Yeah, this is the second time I'm quitting a job.
0: And that's not that he's only had two jobs. It's that he's been fired from all the others.
2: Yeah. Yeah, or or <laughs> or or the one instance of the jo- of 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 the company dissolving itself. But yeah. Yeah. I I um Well, yeah, okay. That's that's the yeah. exception. <laughs> and and you know, I mean, this is this is obviously me um um explaining things away my own way, but my my excuse for uh constantly um well, not constantly, but when when I'm in a position and finding myself not in that position anymore is typically not a uh, I would say it's not me, it's 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 the company deciding that I'm a little bit more um, excited to get things done than they are. So I, I so tend to I'll, go all in.
0: I mean, you you and I have had this conversation. I'll say it this way. You have ideals. yes. That you like to stick to. Yes. And when your employer does not follow those ideals, then you start to have a problem with them. At least that's my experience. Yeah. And it's and in it, in the two places we've worked together.
2: <laughs> right. And it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, they, they break the ideals and I freak out and start breaking things. It's I push very, very hard yeah. to stick to yeah. your,
0: uh, you're passionate. Has yeah. that? Um, yeah,
2: exactly. I get very passionate. And, uh, uh, in a lot of cases, the company that I'm with does not desire that um so whatever uh I've left a lot of companies in my wake um and I think I'm better <laughs> for it <laughs> so so yeah I'm moving on to something new I'm going back into finance uh, so we'll see how that goes and you know we'll see what the future the future holds so it'll be fun other than that um the 3D printers cool. working that's all that's all fun and good Um, I've, I've been working on my, my, my arcade cabinet. So there's lots of wiring. Whoa. Why, why did your camera all of a sudden
0: start flashing green?
2: I have no idea. That's. Very weird because Mark, it's... do
0: you see that? <laughs>
1: what what's yeah, funny I do it's... see that.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like you're at a disco.
2: It's, but it's only not flashing... happening on
1: it's not happening on his individual window. It's right. happening on your console.
2: It's only happening in OBS. Like his, it's not his, his on feed on... is yeah. his feed
1: is fine. It's not my fault. <laughs> this is how I see you from Okay. Yeah. This is so. Fun. this is a Nate problem. So Okay.
0: Alright. Well that's it's good. It's good to narrow that down.
2: <laughs> So I, I, I've been working on the arcade cabinet. I got I've got graphics and stuff. And the one problem that I've had is that there's these things are encoders for the joysticks and the buttons. And for whatever okay. reason, having two of them um, isn't working. So I got a new encoder called an IPAC, uh, which is over here somewhere, uh, which is this puppy, which looks very similar to the old ones, really. Um, but this will run both controllers and all the buttons at the same time. So I'm in the process of getting ready to work on that. So I bought the I bought the crimp ends that I needed. So those are the wrong size. So I bought the right size crimp ends for the wire and then found out that they're the wrong size for the connector ends. So I've just bought the third set of crimp ends that actually fits both the wire and the crimp end of itself. This
0: is like... This is... This is so much like my, uh, my thermostat project where it's like, yes, I did this thing. Oh, it didn't quite fit. Right. I did this other thing. It didn't quite fit. Right. I did that other thing. It still doesn't quite fit. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. It turns out, oh, boy. Um,
0: I guess I could update on that. Right. I, I, I have the open source thermostat, like 98% working. What I have to do now is figure out how to actually wire it to my, to my heating system. So, you know anyway. I mean, yeah, didn't mean so word, there, word of caution it, you know sent me down a different path. Word
2: of caution wiring it to the heating system. Be very careful. Um okay. okay if you're going to power it from the heating system itself, make sure you have the right stuff to do that in the heating system. Uh-huh. And don't necessarily yeah. believe uh-huh. what you read because if you do it wrong um the magic smoke comes out, and then you have to buy new stuff.
0: Yeah, let's not do that. No, so not that I have any experience with that.
2: Mine, I got Ecobee's for the house, and they're supposed to, they're they're powered off of the uh, off no, so off of the heat uh, maybe itself. You didn't,
0: maybe you missed these episodes. Have you seen the open source thermostat that I'm working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen. This it. This is what it currently looks like. Right. Yeah, so well you've got anyway, a you've this got a thing, battery out, right? right,
1: or...
0: This is a 24 volt to 12 volt power adapter. Right. Right? So what this does is 24 volts, which is what US heating systems use, come in through these this jumper block here and then they get converted to 12 volt through two of these leads and they power this little Raspberry Pi. And the Raspberry Pi controls this screen, which is the actual Right, you know, control for the thermostat.
2: Not all zone controllers and, have 24 volt power. Is what I'm getting at.
0: Well, mine does. Oh, well then you're I'm good. Saying. Yeah, mine, mine has mine has 24 volt. The problem is it has two leads of 24 volt, and I need three. Oh boy. I need I need constant power to power this thing, right? And then I need another one for the relay for the heating system. And that's what I don't have, right? I have two and three, so that's what I need to work out next. And I, th- I have a plan for that,
1: but the Cylon's
0: had a plan. Chance to go do it.
2: The yeah, Cylon's mine. Plan. Mine did not have a, and I forget the terminology on on the actual zone controllers at this point, but mine a did jabop. not have. Mine, yes, mine did not a have jabop. a Chebop for the twenty four <laughs> volts to come out and go through the wires up to the uh, the controllers. Wire, wire. to to the actual thermostats and so the answer was to add in these 24 volt transformers which okay fine you know that's not a big deal
0: you're at the same point that i'm at
2: well i i did that um and the wiring guides that i was given for that caused the 24 volts to feed back into the system which then caused the entire thing to hum and cook and uh that sounds bad the transformers don't work anymore the zone controllers didn't work anymore and all of the heat turned off. Did I mention it was winter? It got a little cold. Oops. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this this was a uh, yeah.
1: couldn't, you, so, couldn't you warm shit yourself moment. by putting your hands over the 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 device that was. Yeah, which yeah. worked briefly
2: and then you know, once once they burn out, they don't get hot anymore.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Once they caught fire, right? So the we have two Google Nest um, thermostats and they seem to get around this by using a battery right so what they do is when the heat is on they charge the, the battery with the circuit on. the circuit that's been completed by turning on the mm-hmm. heating and then when they're not heating the battery they just run on battery and they're that power wise i suppose that they don't they don't drain the battery right so um but the problem is the smart the, the open source thermostat that i just set up does not have a battery and it's not that smart that sounds like a negative you know whatever anyway it's not smart enough to like power itself you know sort of in that that mode where it's not anyway that's why it needs the extra that's probably why your echo bees needed the extra extra wires because i looked at other thermostats that are open and more readily controllable by home assistant which is what I'm sure that what my goal is to control these by home assistant um, And all of them require three wires they need two. they need a hot and a ground for just powering the thermostat And then they need a hot and a ground or a shared common right and then a ground to uh, to Trigger the heating system. So yeah, I'm learning more about heating systems than I really wanted to in this project So that's but that's where that is So anyway you're starting a new job and your uh, your joysticks appear to be functional or close to functional.
2: Yeah, well, I just have to rewire things. So as soon as the new parts yeah. come in, I'll, I'll rewire it and off we go. That's cool. So other than that, just build stuff and, you know, continue building containers and deploying containers and CICD and system and yeah, containers. I have a family somewhere, I think. At one point, I had a family. They're around here somewhere. I'm sure they'll pop out if I go look for them.
0: So if you want to include any of the info about those joysticks you're building, you can throw them into the show notes. Just saying, Uh, if anyone's curious.
2: I'll have to track down links, but yeah, I can probably put stuff in there. Oh, I also just learned, um, because Twitter... Um, so Amazon has these drivers that go out and do everything. Um, and apparently, uh, there had to be a memo sent out about some bad behavior by the drivers, which we won't talk about because, uh, it's, um, related to bodily functions. Anyway, uh, did you know that, um, Amazon, um, provides garbage bags to the drivers of their vehicles? and that the garbage bags that they provide to said drivers have QR codes on them so that they can track what garbage each person put in the garbage bag.
1: What? No. It's a thing. Did not know that.
2: The garbage what? bags have what QR on codes on them so they know who the garbage bags were given to. And I cannot understand. Like, what? Uh, What? I don't even know. Yeah, let me see if I can find the because it came out of a it came out of a notice that went out. Uh, where is it?
1: So we have we, we have a friend one. we play D anD D with that works at Amazon. Every time yeah. I hear crazy shit, more and more I want to have him on the show.
0: we talked about having him on the show sometime. He's we just got to get him on board with it. So he's like he seems. He seems afraid, like like he's gonna actually be in front of people or something. Like anybody watches this show.
2: By by scanning <laughs> by scanning the QR code on the bag, we can easily identify the DA, which apparently stands for driver, something or other, who Driving was who maybe? was in possession of the bag last.
0: But why does that matter? I it's
2: garbage. D- is it like oh I f- don't know? I found
0: I found drug paraphernalia in the bag. I need to be able to tra- track this back to somebody. Like why is that really
2: like- <laughs> are you looking inside of the garbage bag?
0: Right, <laughs> because it's Amazon. Because it's Amazon. That's all there is. I there.
2: guess I don't know. It's it's a level uh, of it's a level of nineteen eighty four that I was not expecting. But okay, sure.
0: All right, so.
2: Hey, remember when you said? Hey, remember when you said? We've
0: got, dude on YouTube. Hi, Rich.
2: Hi, Rich. I'm
0: waving to my YouTube screen as though you know Rich can see me waving. I'm waving to Rich. Hi, Rich.
2: (laughs) How do you know? You know what Rich I'm talking about. Why? How? How do you know that he's on? You is wait. I'm on Twitch because he's
0: because he's YouTube. chatting on YouTube and I've missed it because it's on this other page. Hold on. Let me bring it to the front here and we can see what he's saying. Let's see. Uh, oh, he says memories. Probably. when We were talking about the college. Rich worked with us at the college. Hi, Rich. Again.
2: Whoa, Rich. Why isn't it going into your chat thingy? Not yeah, enough.
1: Not enough notes. integrations.
2: I, I thought YouTube know. was Maybe. a primary integration.
1: It um, is supposed to there's be. There's clearly why? not enough integration. Even lamer is
2: the fact that I'm why waving. Yes, Rich, you're. Wa- I can wave to you, too. Hi, Rich. Rich, we need to, like... <laughs> there, there's mead that needs to be drunk. There's <laughs> beer that needs to be drunk. Uh, we There's cigars. We, we need to, like...
1: Uh, I miss friends. Friend, I want friends.
0: Oh, I see why. I have the wrong chat in here. Hold on, I, I can fix oh. that. I
2: can fix that. Well, I poor rich you know now is the is, now is the time to do that Hold on. <laughs> poor, we can do this. poor rich is shouting at, just, in, into the void and just keep
0: talking and, just keep talking yeah it's fine
2: poor rich is shouting into the void and nobody notices because the guy who's the admin <laughs> of this whole thing screwed up and didn't put it into the chat
0: yeah it's because i'm terrible is what it comes down to All right, so let's, let's get rid of the restream chat we'll bring in this chat
2: <sighs> oh boy yes memories were the charger to derby gun
0: Yes, Rich was there for the charger. All right. So now Rich. the chat's gonna like dump empty. But here we go. We have the new We have the proper chat. And where
1: would we say that? <laughs> Rich got overly it's in, the,
0: it's in the it's in it's in OBS. It's in the oh, stream. I see it's now. coming to you, right? So but Rich I don't, got
1: overly I don't excited. see it because it's tiny. Yeah.
2: So so Rich it is tiny. Rich got overly excited about driving the charger home. The, the, the charger the, the is a fun
1: ass car to drive.
0: It is a fun car to drive.
1: It's got giant brass balls. It could sell real estate if it were in Glengarry, Glen Ross.
0: So I'm I'm sorry for not seeing Rich now because he was he was chatting all the way back when we were talking about flying instead of uh, instead of driving. Bye. As he said, there's traffic in 3D. It's crowded. If you run out of gas, you die. Uh,
1: you don't necessarily yes. die. You can die if you run out of gas over the wrong terrain. Like running out of gas over the Atlantic, terrible idea. Running out of gas over bad, land, idea. you can probably deal with it.
0: Yeah. And yes, Rich, there's there's lag between the live stream just because it, it's got a bunch of work to do. It's got to get to there and then the other place. And, Rich, you know. do we
2: have to have the bits and byte stock again? I mean, the bits yeah, take a long so. time to get to the destination. And then, you know, they, then they the, little, the little router dudes are always like, like, here's another bit for you. And they got to wait for the other guy to respond. It, it's a There's a lot of time to get from end to end. It, it's surprising yes, that the internet is- even works.
0: I can't believe show, it works I was, at all. I was using the wrong integrated chat. I don't know how that happened. There's a
2: lot of people that would argue that the internet doesn't actually work.
0: No, it probably doesn't. It's all a myth, the, the internet. All right, so uh, we've chatted for quite a bit. Do we really want to talk about news tonight, or should we call it? Nah, I mean, I I, you no, know, it's late. I I see you included the article about Stallman
1: i did, did? mark uh, so so those of your <laughs>
0: that seems like such a rabbit hole fuck
1: won- that we won- guy <clears throat> we won't rabbit hole but if you're if you're curious look at the show notes because that always gets pushed at the iron system website there's an article about richard stallman who is one of the reasons we're doing what we're doing now but he's also a terrible person so it's one of those situations where the art and the artist you really got to separate them And, and there he, and he's back in the news because the free software foundation, he's now back on that board, which a lot of people feel is a terrible idea. My own company, red hat has issued a statement about it. Um, Nate's company too. You know, we both our 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 company. company. I guess
0: guess you, if you say "our," it becomes like weird because poor Jason doesn't have a chance. No, I don't. I don't want
1: people to think it's like my own personal company or I actually issued the statement. I did not. I agree with the statement, but I didn't issue it. Uh, So, but there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion around this decision in the free software communities. So it's a it's certainly a rabbit hole you can fall into if you like. What you know, people are imperfect, right? And we sometimes we turn people into heroes. We put them up on pedestals. And the problem with pedestals is they're far enough off the ground that sometimes imperfect people fall off of them. And Stallman's got imperfections to spare. I mean, a lot.
0: Yeah. A lot.
1: Ah, but yeah, That just, to me, that, that's an important enough topic that I wanted to at least acknowledge it and then invite our yeah. invite our listeners yeah. to drill into it a little bit more.
0: So, yeah, we got an announcement that there's, that there's a public statement from Red Hat, and that's what's, uh, that's what's included in the notes here. So, you know, read it if you're interested.
1: The funny thing is, is the talk I gave at Stevens went, happened before all the shit went down, and part of the talk yeah. was the history of free software where... I talk. Well, I talk about thing. Stallman's role. Now, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't idolize him he's in that. Still, I like. I. He's
0: still part. Yeah. Of the history, right? You can't. You can't deny that, right? He's. He's a big part of free software. He's a big part of open source. You don't have to agree with the guy's viewpoints. You don't have to think he's a good person, but he is still part of the history, right? So we we can't forget that.
2: Yeah. You. You. You did an important thing a long time ago. You're a piece of shit. You continue to be a piece
1: of shit. And thanks
2: for the stuff you did, but please fuck off.
1: That's. Kind of, that's kind of what we said very politely. Also, yeah. uh,
2: I, I'm sorry, but I, I've been following this a little bit. Um How is it that the Free Software Foundation was surprised by his announcement that he's back on the board? Um What the hell?
1: Know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how does that, that so- work? That sounds fishy.
0: Well, didn't he? He founded it, didn't he? He founded the free Whatever, but yeah, he was but off he of the board.
2: Yeah, he, re, he, he resigned. No, no, no,
0: right, right. So what was, I'm saying is, like, having been the founder, did he have some weird, like... No,
2: so allegedly was he was in. voted back onto the board.
0: Okay.
2: If I understood correctly what I was reading, he was voted back onto the board, but then the Free Software Foundation, which, you know, I would expect that the communication coming from that is the board directing that was like i would think it was really weird that he did this we don't understand how did he do this
1: um so okay cool so
2: does that mean he's not on the board
1: or does that it mean that weird. he just blab- blathered about it without them knowing he was going to blather about yeah, it yeah it
2: doesn't matter how you look at it it's a bad it's a bad look for the free software foundation like guys like get yeah. control your shit
1: well yeah and the reality is a lot of the GNU project the software from the GNU project if you look at it, a lot of it's kind of garbage compared to alternatives nowadays anyway. So, but that's, I guess, a little bit of a hot take too. Ah, so we talked about that so more anyway, than we meant to, but that's what we do yeah. here at the Iron Sys Admin Podcast. Yeah, it is. We're, we're going to end we're up gonna, easily at yeah. two hours. Yeah, let's, let's, to let's take this. a minute to talk about this 20 minutes later. <laughs>
0: yeah, right, right. All right. <laughs> So, folks, it's been a fun show. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the chat from Josh at the beginning of the show because it was really good. I thought
1: Josh is great. All about would Love to have him again.
0: Clients and stuff. We should just have him on to like read stuff because he does have that voice. That
1: melodious voice. That's right.
0: <laughs> just have him on to just talk.
1: And right? if you want, if whatever
0: if, he's if, saying is if, fine. If you would
2: like to increase our uh, listenership, we can just have him yell the things, and then like you know everybody in the vicinity will hear him.
0: Well, then, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't actually need to live stream. Right. Right. Just, just hear it anyway. the world hears it. Yeah. 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 That would probably be fine. Especially in the center of a spire at a Hyatt. <sighs> you had to be there, Mark. I mean, I'm telling you, he echoed through that whole freaking hotel. I you could hear him in every hotel room.
1: I, am, I, I got to <laughs> admit, I'm low key jealous that I don't share that history with you guys. I mean, it's just the way life worked out, but. It you got. You guys have con. these common memories about DerbyCon and stuff, and I regret that. I, I, I'm sad DerbyCon's gone, which was happening before this pandemic, because I would have liked to have yeah. become part of that.
0: It did. It did. It went away before the. I mean, honestly, the. Yeah, I think the year that they canceled it, the next year was the pandemic. So obviously, Dave knew.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see. You, there I were see you.
2: there were other reasons.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I know that. I know that. Obviously, I know that. (laughs) All right. So anyway, thank everybody for listening tonight. Um, Jason, I I got to make this
1: wisecrack. They were probably not able to Uh make the video because they couldn't find pure enough software that actually worked to make a video. It probably wasn't free enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah, possibly.
1: My gosh.
0: This, this This is the problem that I have producing the podcast, right? So I'd love to do. In fact, we started Iron System with all open source software. Um, but it eventually got to the point where it was just problematic, right? Like I couldn't edit the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the streaming the way I wanted to. I couldn't do the, the post-production the way I wanted to. And now I'm on Adobe Creative Suite. It's a shame, really. Y- you know, you know?
2: I, uh, Ian Coldwater, um, who I know you're aware of, um, was, yeah. was talking on Twitter today about, you know, the whole Free Software Foundation movement and you know, being young and sort of semi believing in that and, you know, trying to figure out like when the turn came and, you know, I think they're right where it's, it was basically like, it's, it's, it's interesting and fun to like get stuff up and running yourself and like understand how it works. And that's wonderful and great. But at some point it's fuck it. I need something to work. Just give me windows or Mac or like, I'm tired of having to compile my own shit or tweak 900 different little uh, config files to make this work. I just need it to work. Please make it work. And, and you know, you move beyond that. And and yeah, I can't I think, disagree.
0: I think there is a line between. Like enterprise infrastructure versus desktop computing, right? Enterprise infrastructure. Linux is absolutely awesome. We oh, yes. have a team of people, team who are experts, who can just like sit down architect a thing, it'll be rock freaking solid. But when you need just a desktop operating system, don't get me wrong, I love Fedora. Like I use Fedora as my primary I'm desktop. I'm using it for right work. now. I used Fedora for my primary desktop for all my personal stuff until I needed Adobe Creative Suite. And that was because the free offerings that were available at the time started to fail me for video production and for audio production. And I'm I'm sad about that. I really, I would love to do it all on open source software, but there just isn't a good option. I mean, yes, there's good options. They all cost time. Yes. And I don't, you know, it's a problem. That's a problem for me. I don't mind spending time to build an enterprise rock solid mail server or, you know, web server or whatever application in the cloud or something, right? Because that time invested results in a more efficient, more solid, application that you're running to do your stuff on, right? But for a desktop operating system, honestly, if I could be doing this on a Mac, I probably would, but they're just, they were too expensive when I was looking for laptops. So I ended up with a with a Lenovo machine running Windows. I hate it. I hate running Windows. I hate doing all my stuff on Windows from day to day, but I just, I need Adobe Creative Suite so I run Windows. Anyway.
1: OpenShot doesn't do it for you?
0: No, to be honest, I could reevaluate this stuff, but at this point, yeah. all of my stuff is made to work with Adobe.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: It's the usual lock-in problem, right? So like all of my past content that's made to work that i made in Adobe, I want to be able to use it. And if I cancel my he, Adobe subscription, I can't use it anymore.
1: He likes his vulnerabilities. <laughs> you, totally, you are yeah, totally locked in, pal.
0: I am. I am. And that's a problem. I don't like it, but it's where I am because that's... that's just the reality of being a content creator.
1: Yeah, I used to use Adobe Premiere a little bit. And then oh, I tried using OpenShot a few years ago and it was usable enough, but flaky. It's actually, yeah. it's been my go-to lately when I need to yeah, edit I've my stuff. It's gotten so much better.
0: OpenShot has improved. And uh, to be honest, to be honest um, Audacity is a very good vi- uh, audio editor. So I could use that for the podcast. That's what I used for the podcast when we first started it. But because I bought Premiere and Photoshop to do photo and video editing, I get Audition along with it. So I use Audition because it is a little better than Audacity. But Audacity is still very functional. Anyway, we're rambling again. And now we've added another 10 minutes to the show.
2: How weird.
1: (laughs)
0: Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and do the closing stuff. Uh, thanks for watching. If you watch this live, if you're listening, that's great, too. If you do want to watch us live, you can catch us roughly on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. And bless your heart um, for
1: watching us live and sitting through all this. Yeah,
0: exactly. Bless your heart for watching us live. It's already 10 after or 20 after 10, um, and we're still going on. <laughs> if you want to watch live, you should check out YouTube.com slash Iron Podcast and subscribe there. If you like the YouTubes, if you'd rather do it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash podcast. You can also join our Discord community. Hang on. I gotta find the soundbite. Discord! <laughs> uh, there's a link for that, both on ironsystemmin.com and in the show notes, which you can find on Um, So you should do that if you want to chat with us and whatnot. There are some Patreon perks that are Discord dispended did- did- pff- Discord dependent Discord. So You're gonna to want to be there if you're gonna be a patron because some of it's cool Thanks for another great show. Yes, you're welcome mark with a K um, And if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on both Twitter and Facebook just look for the iron system podcast or just Facebook.com or twitter.com slash iron sysadmin and that'll get you there of course if you want to support the show via Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash ironsysadmin. And with that, I think I'm done talking. Do you guys have any final words while I switch back to the right soundboard to do the
1: outro?
2: I don't know, Mark. I think we could go for at least another 20 minutes. What do you want we to talk probably about?
1: Probably could, could. But here's the thing. If we stop, I can get ready for bed. I can go to bed and I can get up in the morning and then I can play Monster Hunter. So I'm going to say thank points. you very much. Good night.
2: night
0: all good night everybody
3: oh my god ansible juice.com is available somebody take it before i do
1: oh you can have it i don't want to get in trouble